I want them to be redeemable for a a special alt art version of the card. Oh, uh, th that's one really simple way. The other way is if you own them on the blockchain, I want I want you to be able to get first in line for our future NFT launches. Um, All right, it's working now. It's working now for sure. It's working now for sure. You ready for me? I'm ready. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Welcome to May the Zoo be with you. Minus Mitch. Minus Mitch. A Monda 1K memorial podcast. <laughs> we used to talk about TCGs. Now we hold remembrance services now for those we, we who have been left Peter. behind. <laughs> I am George, the former cheerleader of Monda 1K. <laughs> betrayed by all his friends. Except for Wall Street. Shout out to Wall Street. Monda 1K. <laughs> I am going by the destroyer of the world, Louis de George. I had no responsibility in this. No, in this, it, I'll be. I, I wish it was you. I wish you were the one to <laughs> dance on my grave. But it was Zach and Rudy. <laughs> All right. Uh, welcome to Made the Zoo be with it's you. It's a late night podcast, so this yes. would be wild. We uh, let's start off with the um, what's going on. So Mitch is joining us for the the Meta Zoo Minute. Uh, which is coming up at the end of this podcast with uh, with Mike Waddell, the creator and owner of MetaZoo. Goat, goat. Uh, that that MetaZoo minute lasted an hour and fifteen minutes. Uh, so uh, we <laughs> it was longer than we anticipated when we were getting ready to do the podcast, uh, and what Mitch was not able to make it to this uh, second session for our podcast. So uh, it's just gonna be George and I today. Uh, we're going to talk about um, some stuff. There's been a crazy. It's been the inter worst week of George's fab life. It's been a rough week uh, in the the in the Monda One K world. In the Monda One K world, um, we had two things we want to talk about. One is the Team Covenant Monarch sale, where they sold a thousand boxes. Oh, we don't know how many technically. On day two, they had 575 boxes left of Monarch First Edition uh, at $200 a box. Um, six. What, how, how long after release are we? Six uh, months. Six months. Six months after release. Uh, and then we also wanted to talk about Rudy's um, patron post in which, what was the quote that he said? <laughs> crisis of confidence, Louis. Crisis of confidence. A crisis of confidence in uh, investors and in LGSs. So, did he hit? Did he hit LGSs? I don't remember. Oh yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Yeah, he 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 went for it. He went for it in the in the, uh, in the letter. And then today's video, he took my ashes that Zach had burned in the Monta One K urn and dispersed them all over. I don't know, <laughs> Wizards of the Coast. Just to rub insult to injury. So we want to talk about that. We want. I want to. I want to ask the question. I think to us. I want us to talk about this question. Uh, or how, do we have a a hyperbole or a an, a massive exodus of investor confidence and LGS confidence? I want to talk about that. So we got to talk about that. We have the new set. But let's start. Oh let's talk. yeah. Of positive George. Let the record reflect. Positive George. Negative Louis. Monda one K. I mean, I already made a big video about this. So cool. Don't care. Nobody cares about your videos, only mine. Okay. So let's let's get into it. So let let's let, let's set this scene for 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 Team Covenant not helping George win his bet with Louie. And I want you to know, Louie, this is this is nasty of you. I you know. first make this pathetic video begging whales to buy crew. 
and now you pay Zach and Rudy to, to dunk on Monarch. And I, I paid James White to make Crucible Unlimited go out of print to hype yeah, up Crucible like, First Edition. Like this, this has been a pathetic victory by you. I hope yeah. you enjoy it. But it's I've pathetic. been working very hard at it behind the scenes. Clearly, clearly, that's fine. That's fine. Good for you. <laughs> so, Team Covenant said, "Hey, you guys." We got a few boxes laying around the back from canceled orders and for orders that we held back uh, for damages. Uh, and we got these boxes, obviously, at release day. And we uh, didn't want to tank the market, so we didn't sell them immediately. Hold on. I'm going to say what he said first. Then I'm going to go in. Then, then we can... Then we can Discuss. Then he said that they've been trying to sell it to singles and locals, and they finally got it down to a manageable number, which is what they put online. Um. So let me and like before we start this, I think you and I are in complete agreement about this. Yes. If we're to pick one store that's direct that does things normally. Very right. Yeah, it's Team Covenant. Yeah, and this is what I wanted. This is what I was trying to interject with is like Team Covenant is known in our community. The Team Covenant. Those of you who don't know who Team Covenant is, they have the um, the pre order uh, subscription for first edition boxes at MSRP at ninety six dollars a box. Used to be seventy six ninety, but I think after Monarch, they made it MSRP um subscription service recently they also changed it to 24 boxes per person they have been a, a in our opinion a fantastic retailer and a real retailer doing things right yeah um, and, and i'll be honest that's what makes this confusing yeah and like if this had been channel fireball we would be like yeah they held boxes this right. is easy this and, is and, hard to figure out right uh, and like the difference here is like Channel Fireball was selling at five hundred and fifty dollars on release week, and Team Covenant wasn't. And I'll <laughs> be honest, that's what confuses me. Yeah, they had pre-sold these boxes to customers at ninety six, and they said customers couldn't pay, even though on release day the boxes were five hundred. Right. Who's not coming up with that hundred dollars? I don't know. And they were like, there were a couple big orders. I was, you know, somebody's like, there could have been a hundred boxes. I'm like, okay, so you would have been charged ten thousand for fifty thousand, right. and you have three days to figure out payments. Right. I never got a phone call saying, "Hey, George, I got a hundred <laughs> boxes of Monarch. Can you pay me twenty thousand dollars for it?" Yeah, it, I would have done it. Yeah, the, this. Now, is... the, let me be very clear: the the person who promised to buy the box from Team Covenant should me that phone call. Zach and Team Covenant have no obligation to call George to buy those boxes at that right. price. And I think there were some people that were upset about like them not putting boxes on the market back six months ago. I mean, I know I was refreshing Team Covenant daily, hourly, well, to try to get more boxes. It, um, and like. I, I get, the, I understand retailers hold boxes back for, you know, canceled pre-orders or sorry, the way that uh, shipment works. I mean, when I do my bundles, I usually keep back like five to 10 bundles just in case. Yeah, I, like, keep, I mean, like I keep back a few, right? This is the issue with this for me. The biggest story here um, is the monarch print size. Uh, so like they didn't come out and say the number of boxes that they put in the sale. They did a 20, they said that they thought they were going to sell in 24 hours as cases for $800. Right. 
They didn't even come close. Oh, they did. They thought. They, 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 there was going to be a 24-hour sale. So after 24 hours, they said, hey, it's now open to anybody. So Louie got on, and I added boxes 10 at a time until it told me that I couldn't add 10 more. And then I added five, and then I added two, and then I added one. And the total was 575 boxes. Uh, like, I think this says to me two things. First... The print run for Monarch is astronomical. It's massive. If so, like the point I was going to make is like if one store, and it, let's say that Team Covenant is the same print run print size as uh, as uh, Channel Fireball, which I I doubt that they are anywhere close. But let's pretend, like if one store, let's pretend that let's just assume that everything Zach said is true because like we like Zach and we. I don't know. I don't want to be the guy that goes against Team Covenant. That's not my thing. Um, Team Covenant's done a lot of great stuff for the community. I assume the best in Zach that he's speaking truth. Then their boxes that they got back are a thousand. That means that they must have had what thirty thousand boxes? You think five thousand boxes? Oh, I think more than that. I mean, like, and like. George, they kept a thousand back. You think five? No, no. So they, some of those were canceled orders at people who didn't pay. A thousand boxes, and you think they Whoa. only had five thousand? I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, Louis, I agree with you. Like, here's where I here's where I've been saying people all week we're missing some information. Yes, we're missing we something. Are. We are definitely missing some. Like, like I like I don't I don't understand. Like a thousand boxes ish. We don't know the exact number, but a thousand boxes ish. Louis, that's like I know of five total stores in the United States who got more than that. And that's the amount they had left over after right. from canceled pre orders and from people and from held back for damages. I, I think the biggest people that the this information hurt, other than Mond 1K fanatics, is the stores who got hosed in I the, on the West Coast. Like this, the poor stores who got allocated 50 boxes and sold to their customers and then they got their actual boxes and they ended up getting 10 like like this like that's what drives me nuts is like there was a thousand boxes sitting in this warehouse in tulsa when like people didn't and bought me while boxes are 600 people can't get the product and like what's going on like we have a mutual friend in california who ordered 2,000 boxes got allocated 200 and received 24. Yeah. How, how, how can this happen and that happen? And how is that, like, how is it fair? And, like, I get it. Team Covenant got in early. Like, I get that. And I, like, I, I hope that people aren't just listening to this and being like, you guys are, like, I've said it multiple times. I'm a big fan of Team Covenant. They I will like not it. hear that part just so you know. I know they won't. But, like, how is it fair to the store's, who like i don't know man uh i will say it again and like we've i'll say it once again guess so louis doesn't yell at me later if you gotta pick a direct store team covenant's the best yes but this is the problem with having the golden four right this is the problem like they got early access they got early access to, to numbers right? right they were allocated months before i was months before louis was Months, 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 months. I wasn't in a months. store back then, so I can't really. Yeah, screw you. I months wasn't before I was. Yeah. <laughs> they were. They pay lower price than I pay. Is the rumor? They got free promos. 
from LSS exclusive. Yep. And, and now like, they get again. They're the best boxes. And they had a thousand boxes left over. Six months later, they still and they sold and they sold. They opened them for singles and sold them local. So maybe that number was two thousand. Yeah, you know I mean, like I know we're conjecturing here, but like I mean, like, they, but like the poor that almost said a bad word. I almost made you edit that poor soul in California with twenty four yeah. boxes who pre sold two hundred. Yep, he should have gotten more. So and like and like and this is this has been my point. Be like, oh, you're so negative. Screw you. I'm the mo- like I am trying to help, and like you can see that this is what Rudy has been saying. This crisis in confidence is here. Only a few of us have the cojones to talk about it. Frankly, yeah, a hundred percent. And like here's this the is deal. the type of thing. This is the type of thing that breaks the confidence. Of course it does, because yeah. that dude got wrecked. Yep, yeah. that dude in california got wrecked and that there's a lot more of that dude than anybody else wait right. like i got I cut 80 percent on yeah. monarch you still got a ton of boxes though and, and i'm not complaining about my allocation uh, the lgs that i go to here uh they got four boxes <laughs> four boxes and like they're a newer store sure but like they got four boxes and like I, this it, is the problem with the golden four. Yeah. The, and, and, like, so, and I will say again, I think LSS needs to tell people I'm going to grow the game through online stores. If the, if that's their yeah, game plan. Yeah. yeah hundred percent. And, and like I, team covenant has done great stuff for the community and will continue to do great stuff. Team for the Covenant community. is amazing. And if there's a store that should be direct, like you're saying it is team covenant. Yep. Now, now the question is, what should have Team Covenant done differently? In our opinion, in my opinion, the one of the biggest issues was that they didn't have a limit during Monarch for boxes. So they they probably felt like they couldn't put more boxes on the market because they would have sold out instantly to one whale uh, that would have you know bought them all at, at ninety six dollars and then oversold. Shout out to Will Dale. Continue. And they've already solved that. They've now put the twenty four box you know limit in place. So I I mean I think the better move would have been to after those three days and the payment wasn't processed put them up and put a limit on, you know, for one case per person back then. So all of us who were trying to get boxes. So one case, what is that? 250 more people could have gotten boxes at MSR. At, I know, also MSRP. like, I don't get it. Like they, they, they said, they, like he said, I didn't lease them cause I didn't want to tank the market and you release them now. Yeah, the now market this, was a lot healthier this, right after Monarch than it is this now. Wrecks my, this wrecks. Like, okay. So you know what this, this does? The market. This destroys the monarch market. Oh, it's it gone. Just, it destroyed like, it, a thousand boxes added. The, a lot of it's us not were even talking a thousand about, boxes that were added is the fact that they're not selling. Yeah. The 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 crazy part is the cra- <laughs> the crazy part is a they're not selling, but b they're like they're at it's six months later, and now the now everyone that's talking about what's the print size of monarch. If one store has a thousand boxes left over, the print run of Monarch is massive. It's ab- it's and I'll tell you this: store more in line are, with t- far more in line with tails than any yeah. other set. Yeah, any absolutely. other set. Stores are freaking out. I got a call today. I talked to Louis about this already from a store that I will not name. Um, he's yeah. a friend of mine, and he was like, "Hey, George, how are you doing?" I didn't know he had this. He was like, "Are you willing to buy out my Monarch position?" 
I said, buddy, I'll buy a piece of chewed gum if I can make a nickel. <laughs> uh, what are you selling for? And he goes, well, he goes, what do you think, like, 175 a box? <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what, like, what are you smoking? Like, what? Like 175 a box? Like, bro, I'm not going to be able was, to sell What numbers? What number? How, how many boxes are you talking about? 500 boxes. Okay, so like that. Hold on. So like this on. store has 500 boxes. What are these stores doing, and why aren't they selling them to if their freaking in, patrons and their? If people? you were in Best Carolina, at my store at release on release day, that's true for every set. It's been true for every set. You paid 90. I think I think I charged 100 dollars for Monarch. I think it was either 100 or 96. I don't remember which. That's fair. They're my, they're I, my customers. I didn't have a store. I bought boxes at the prices at three to four hundred dollars each and sold them to patrons as box openings at three hundred and twenty-five dollars each, which was a hundred and fifty dollars below the market price because I wanted to do content to help people get boxes at a lower price. Yep. I mean, like all these stores. I mean, like people like who like are you really upset about this? I'm like, listen, like, I you know I have I I'm very public about this. I bought a lot of boxes from. Espana and from the land of Putin, shout out to Canada, gave me most of my boxes. You screwed me on this one, not gonna lie to you. <laughs> um, but like, that's all right. I have a good mind prediction. I'm not the one you should feel bad for. No, no, I made a bad bet. Yeah, nobody should but ever I, feel bad about for you about anything monetarily. No. no, but like, I bought my boxes in the secondary market because my boxes went to my customers. The person you should feel bad for is the guy who went to that customer store who was sitting on 500 boxes praying they go up. Yeah. That's the person you should feel bad for. And that's a person that might never come back to flesh and blood. Yeah. 100%. Because that is a feels bad. Or the people who sold them at the very peak for five hundred and fifty dollars, yeah, like, and like, the, the poor <laughs> souls that like, like I'll go I'm, there. I'll go there. It's late night. It's late night. People will forgive me. They won't, and I won't care. The people who paid six hundred dollars to Channel Fireball on release day and didn't get jack squat back. Yeah, <laughs> remember that. Like, okay, so, um, why is it different? That guy. Why are why are you not as mad at that guy as you are upset about Team Covenant? Because for me, I'm furious at this bozo. For, I'm furious at this bozo, and I told him I'm disappointed in him. Yeah, because like, uh, listen, that's not okay. Yeah, I, I get boxes from distribution as a retailer, right. not as an investor. Oh, this is the same thing Meta's is going through right now. Right, like yes, they're and, and they've like, got listen. a list. They've got a list. I love this. They've got a list that if a store is doing that, you report the store, and they're going to change their allocations. Like I love the like. That's what we needed with like I <laughs> like. They need to get this in. Like I will say it again. They have to get their distribution in line. Yeah. Okay, I think also like for me, like the Team Covenant thing is their direct and like. I don't know what their contracts look like with LSS, but like, I hope that I hope that this is a conversation that they had with LSS and LSS told them, Hey, this is how we want you to handle this. Um, and I, uh, my guess is that that's what what's happened. And that, uh, that doesn't mean they handled it the right way. And the decision to do it that way was right. But my guess is that team covenants above reproach and like, 
they LSS knew about the boxes. Although, like, if I'm LSS, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I guess not. Like, if I'm LSS, why would I not just say, "Hey, guys, thanks. If you're not going to be able to sell the boxes, can you give the boxes to like these guys over in California who got completely hosed by distribution and whatever?" Like, yeah. Anyway. Uh, like, I think what it's worse for is this Monarch Monarch. You, like this is Monarch's, uh, dude. I don't want to say this, but like Monarch's one hundred and fifty dollar box. Like, <laughs> so the guy asked me, like, would you give me one fifty? And I was like, like, who are you selling it to at one hundred and fifty dollars? And I know the comment section will say, I'll buy a box at one hundred and fifty dollars. If you want to buy boxes buy, at one fifty, I'll buy every box at one hundred fifty. DMing me, yeah. I can definitely find you boxes at one fifty. I think. Yeah, one one fifty will probably. I mean. Problem is like long term, like I, I mean, know. like long term. Who knows with Monarch? Monarch's wild. I'm, like long, long term. I think any TCG Monarch will be fine. Long, long term. Yeah, I mean, like well, next. Let two me years, tell you, like the Rudy video was depressing. Wait, not let's not let's let's, let's <laughs> take it and let's take it in sequential order. Beautiful mind. <laughs> that was not so. I'll be honest. The Rudy video was depressing. The letter was way more depressing. Yeah, the patron message. Yeah. And he said that stores are facing a crisis in confidence over flesh and blood. Yeah. And, and I want to say this. I know some of you are like, oh, George, you're so negative. You you say bad things. You guys, like, these aren't just like, I don't wake up and be like, geez, what can I say about LSS today? I talk to people every day about flesh and blood. Yeah. I spend four hours on the phone every day talking to, talking to stores hearing flesh and blood. I hear their struggles. Yeah. I hear what they're going through, and I'm trying to highlight that. And I think I've provided solutions for every problem I've highlighted, frankly. I've yeah, never said, have. this is a problem. Sucks to be you. Yeah, I feel like we've done that. And this is what I was trying to avoid. We are at what I've been trying to avoid. Rudy laid bare what has been the, what has been the secret for months now. Right. Stores are terrified. Yep. They can't get access to product they can sell. The product they can get, they're seeing get dumped by these large online retailers. With free promos. With free promos that they don't have access to. Yeah. And they're just wondering, where is my path with this game? Yeah. And I will tell you, like some of this is on the retail, and I've been clear about this too. I don't have a lot of these problems because I do events twice a week, three times a week. We do learn to play events. Right. We do things to grow our player base. But I think there has to be a give and take here. You have to give me margins to make that worthwhile. Yeah. Flesh and Blood this year went from my most profitable box to my second least profitable box. Right. That's shelf space distributors played yeah. games and certain online retailers what? me throwing a snowball. They have told people unlimited is worthless. And now we're starting to see that change with the print run. Now aspect. it's weird. Now we have all these speculators in unlimited. Yeah. It it is Rudy, like listen, Rudy kind of got his wish on flesh and blood, I would argue. What do you mean by that? Unlimited is now every bit as investable, in my opinion, as first edition. Oh yeah, uh, so if yeah, not more, I want to go back to the what we were the kind of back uh, backtrack a little bit. I, I I wonder 
if you're the eyes of LSS, how you feel like it's going. Like I, 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 I just feel like from the, from the perspective of a new company, this is what I hear all the time. Like, Oh, we're, they were just a new company in New Zealand and they're just a small company in New Zealand. And, uh, you know, they don't even need the U S market to, to sustain them. They've got the New Zealand market and like things like that. And like, I, I just, I feel like if they were aware of what's going on here, um, and how stores feel as, as I am, if they, if they were, I'm having the same conversations with you. I'm, ha- I'm having conversations, the, the horrible part, I'm having conversations with players who are talking about their stores. Uh, and like, I, I just feel like they would be wanting to make some changes. And that that's for me, like why I, I'm, that's why, why I've taken the stance of this channel of like, I'm going to share my honest, raw feedback publicly because no one's asking me privately. No one's, no one's having conversations about, Hey, how are things going? And I, I feel like it's important uh, to use the, use the platform that I do have to share the things that I'm aware of based on the relationships that I have because of the channel. And like, I think that that's important. Um, I just, I just, man, it's like, it's ugly right now. Like, I, so going back to unlimited, definitely investable. Yeah. People are like, what do you mean unlimited? <laughs> whatever you want. Do whatever like, you want with it. The, like you, you made a good point on the phone earlier. Like nationals is when they're going to announce. You think they're going to announce ARK and WTRL? I think they're going to announce something spicy at nationals. Yeah. And it won't be Monda 1K. Yeah. So like. Like the trick is like I hope they don't just like make Monarch on the how to friend because that's like, what Rudy said in his video today. It's not gonna do it. That won't do it. That will not do it. That will do nothing. Thing. It will do that nothing. That will do nothing for Monarch. Like nobody making is... Monarch Unlimited out of print. Yeah. No. Like, like I'll be honest. The second they make Principle Unlimited out of print, I went to a great computer and tried to buy everything. Yeah. Uh that will not be my <laughs> if they're like Monarch out of print, I'm like, oh, get to my computer. <laughs> yeah. Like so like monarch out of okay. print you're gonna see people selling monarch first that's what's gonna yeah. happen on the news uh i don't know i just feel like i feel like um lss is trying to figure out who they want to be um and i think that's where this crisis of confidence that Rudy's talking about is coming from is like there's all these other things going on in the TCG world. We had a massive crash in the collectible side of things from magic to Pokemon to flesh and blood. And like, we all thought that fab was going to bounce back alongside of things and it just didn't. And now I feel like LSS is reacting to that and trying to clean up the collectible side by saying, Hey, like I, I really question was the unlimited out of print thing planned. Is this like a, I know everyone thinks that the crucible was because of the announcement, which is crazy, but like, or is this a reaction to the collectible market and Rudy wanting some more action there? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. What do you think? I think the, listen, like, I think they're anxious. I, I like, listen, like I said in that third podcast we did when I was like, listen, MetaZoo is here to take, that was after MetaZoo announced all their partners. Yeah. And I was like, MetaZoo is here to take over the world, and LSS better take notice. Yeah. They didn't. Now they have to. Yeah. All the investments, all the collector side, that's not fair. A lot of the collector side 
has moved over. And now they're trying to bring them back. The problem is, like, the whales don't care about Unlimited. That's, like, yeah. What, you think so? I mean, like, I get it. Yeah, no, I mean, I think they like, care about, like, the, probably the fables, but, like, Like, why? maybe. I mean, like, I don't, like, God, like, I don't think I know a whale that that had, like, maybe I know a whale that has, like, two or three. Like, you know, like, I don't know anybody that has, like, 30, right? Again, I come back to, why say that it went out of print? Why not just, hey, hey, we're not going to reprint it for a right. while? They would have done the same thing on the market, Right. Like, if I were a store, I would have called distribution and say, hey, can I get more of these boxes? I know it's not going to be printed for a while, and I want to have them, right? But you wouldn't have had this, like, massive influx to buy up all the playable cards that have ever been played. I mean, like, Arcane today was up 30%. Singles. The singles were up 30%. So now if you're playing an Arcane Rising Hero, it's now 30% more expensive to start playing this game. And this is where I'm saying, like, it's a a crisis of who does who are we trying to be you gotta pick a lane yeah you can't be like and this is the problem and like and i'll be honest i hate saying this again this is what magic the gathering understood with their stupid collector boxes which i hate yeah (laughs) that is not meant for players there is nothing there is like well it kind of is like magic i I disagree with your opinions about magic collectors and players being separated like I think collector boxes are perfect for the casual magic player. The two hundred twenty dollar boxes with twelve packs. Yeah, perfect for a casual like for a. Packs? How many packs? I don't do they know. Have? There's twelve. There's twelve. That. There's twelve. It's perfect. Fifteen cards. It's perfect for a commander player. Like, yeah, because commander players want to bling out their deck. They want all the shiny stuff. That's not your. Uh, that's my commander group. My commander group was like, how expensive? Be like can the we professor. Buy singles. No, my commander group's like, how expensive can we make our decks? That's my commander. But they buy singles for that. They don't buy boxes for that. So cl- you're saying like sealed collecting then? Like the people that I sell collector boxes to are people who are just like filthy rich and don't care. Like there's no. there's there are people that's, who come in with like that's not my commander group. Hmm? That's not my commander group. No, get a better group. So um, they have like a ton of like disposable income. Like, I want the best. What's the what's like? They ask me. Like, I listen. I get this question all the time. What's the most expensive Magic the Gathering box you have? <laughs> Interesting. Goat. That's that's my customer. Goat goat customer. So like, I just feel like, so, like we're I, getting. I think you have like set boosters. Other than being kind of overpriced for the value in the box. Shout out to the professor. It's great box. You have a shot at something spicy once every six or eight packs. Yeah. Like really spicy. Right. You have a higher percent chance of getting a card worth money. You don't get as much chaff. Set boosters are great. I, I'm not a huge fan of set boosters. Anyway, this what? is not a Magic the Gathering podcast. That is for sure. Back Wait, to why don't you like set boosters? I just don't like them. Well, so like, let's be fair. I like, I kind of like the newer set. Boost. I like, I like sealed boxes. So like, you know. Well, luckily for you, Louie, set the, boosters also come sealed. Yeah, but the set booster box was huge until this next. Now they this changed release. it. Yeah, this release it. it. That's what I was just saying. Yeah. Yeah, but before the set box was massive. I like that. Give me. I the big hate thing. I like. I like that. Give me the. Give me the juice. That's why I really like the collector boxes because they're tiny. 
I have not gotten out of sealed magic collecting, even though I've been in flesh and blood. <laughs> I always buy some of the sealed boxes. Um, so it's I, funny. All the boxes I couldn't give away are now worth like a lot more money. It's yeah. very funny what's happened to magic. I just feel like we're trying to figure out, flesh and blood's trying to figure out what do they want to be when they grow up. Here right? is like, my like, like they are. Go ahead. They're now a, like, before the question was, does flesh and blood have the chops? Like, do people play the game? Blah, 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 blah. But now, like, the game's here. Now it's, <laughs> like, it's LSS's ball to drop now. Like, the, the touchdown's been thrown, and they're about to catch it in the end zone. And the question is, like, are they grown up enough to know how to handle the, the ball? They need to pick a lane. That's and where I, I see this confidence shift. Yeah, I mean, like, and part of me is just like, sort of like, you know, it, it makes it weird right now. Um, you know, and I've said this, like, if boxes are too cheap, like they were before the out-of-print announcement, and legendaries are too expensive, geez, let's go back to Econ 101. You print more of one and less of the other. Yeah. <laughs> like, this, this, like, that's what drives me crazy. This doesn't seem all that challenging to me. No. If CNC is $120 today and you want it to be 60, produce more. Yeah. Put them in more boxes. I hope that LSS LGS promo that they have slated for December on the uh print run sheet is uh a command and conquer rainbow foil or a uh, cold foil command and conquer. Okay, it won't be that. That'd be amazing. Um, if they gave if they gave 100 cold foil command and conquers to every LGS It'd be fantastic. Thank God I'm on a military base where they can defend me with their guns because those are going to be fuego. No, they, you print them to oblivion so they're worthless. Why not? I don't I don't know how many that is, but I know that's a lot. What? So how many would that be? Like hundred per one. LS or per LGS. What? I don't know. Maybe. That's a lot of promos. That's a dude. lot. That's a lot. Print them to oblivion, make them worthless, add to the supply without putting them in a box. You know, like, I don't know. I, I just, I get, I come back to that all the time. It's like, what, what are we doing? Like, what, what's the goal here? What is the goal to be like, is unlimited for collectors or players? Because like the, the, the statement of like, Hey, we're out of printing it means it's collectors. The statement of like, Hey, we can't, get the print time for this box right now so instead of printing w2 like um who does this stonemeyer games oh my gosh i just had this thought stonemeyer games does this for um they create scythe these board games right yep. they have highly collectible you know they have a first edition of the a lot of their stuff or whatever but they on their website you can see what is in print what is scheduled to print uh what is out of print and then like um they have like code words it's like it's in development or it's in play testing i hope it's all just like kingdoms one kingdoms two kingdoms three well like it's cool because you can see like when you know when when you're like oh man i can't get this um you know the the expensive resource tokens have been sold out for six months you can see hey no they're in production and they're going to be released like q1 of 2022 so like, i'm not going to spend 80 dollars on those on ebay when i know that it's going to be reprinted for 35 dollars like you know I mean like it's just like i like that kind of transparency would go a long way. And you can just say, Hey, we're done printing WTR. 
for yeah. five years and it's going to be in the print again like and then and players I, think, I don't know i think that's what rudy is saying is lss has to start communicating these things to us well like the that's problem, where like listen like that's how you build confidence in the stores listen the and the problem with moving investable into unlimited is that it moves it away from first edition. Like now you have a confidence shift in first edition collectors. Cause it's like, Ooh, is all the money just going to go in unlimited? And it's going to be a percentage thing now, rather than like, I want, I want new collectors to spend their money on first edition stuff, not on unlimited. Right, I think that I, I mean, listen. I think they got to look at the boxes pretty hard. And um, um, Ascala and Wall Street, the best Discord. He had a great idea for this. In every case, you get three non-foil legendaries and one cold foil legendary. Yeah. Loved it. That's a good idea. You get, th- you get four times the amount of legendaries in the market. And you still keep the specialness of the cold foil. And you keep the specialness for the unlimited one. And unlimited, you still have the rainbow foil one in a case. Yeah. That's I cool. love that idea. Alice Gala, great idea. Yeah. Goat. The goat Alice Gala. So, like, I get it. Like, I don't know. We, we I, got a goat coming up later in the episode. Yeah. I just goat. feel like the, the confidence shift for stores is based upon the promos and the uh like, cfb stuff and uh, and all the drama that goes into that and i feel like from the collector and the investor like now it's like i don't know what to invest in and if i don't know what to invest in then like the new player new collector new investor doesn't know what to spend their money on i have not been charged the same price for a box <laughs> in the last six months from yeah. distribution yeah if I don't know what I'm going to pay, I don't know what to charge. Yeah. Did, today, one offered me Crew U, by the way, Louie. Wow. 60 bucks a box. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that, too. No, I was told. This is what I was told. I didn't get offered. This was last week. But he said, hey, uh, Crew U is on lockdown. It's on lockdown. It's on lockdown. But when it comes off lockdown, it'll be more expensive. So they must have removed it from lockdown and now it's 60 bucks a box. I bet you there's a limit too. But it's yep. 60 bucks a box. Two boxes. Um, limit of two, two boxes. boxes for you? <laughs> so they're going to give me like three packs. So I think I can sweet talk him into a case. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying no. it. I'm done. No. I'm yeah. not. And I told him this. I was like, I am done playing these games. Yeah. And like, and like, listen, if it means that I'm not allowed to carry flesh and blood anymore because I'm not going to play a throw a dart at the wall and see what price I pay this week, then fine. Then fine. I can't like I am too bald, fat, and old to do this. You got that right. I know. <laughs> I like I get it. Like, good I, looking. I will take those because I am a chump. Like I like this is but like I feel terrible doing that. I don't feel good taking them. Like it it doesn't make me feel excited to then, you know, like uh to not know that. Um it doesn't have yeah. to be this way either. No. Like this is not happening with any other game. Well, this goes back, to, you know, Rudy said Pokemon celebrations ultra premium collection is every single bit as hot as Monarch was and way hotter than Tails was at release. Right. I got quoted a price th- four months ago when I ordered, I paid that price on release week. Right. 
They didn't say, oh, geez, we got way less. I'm going to double your price. I hope you're okay with that. Right. The next Magic set supposed to have lottery cards is the rumor. Oh. That will be a very hot set. Are we going to do a mass box opening? No. I, I, I don't hate money. I got quoted a price. I will tell you I will pay that price when yep. it releases. Yep. M- Nightfall is by far the hottest set right now in America. It's by crazy. far. I got quoted a price. I'm paying that price. Yeah. I got given an allocation. I'm getting that allocation. Getting the allocation. That's a big one, too. Yeah. This only happens with one game. Yeah. And I don't understand it. I don't. Well, like, it feels like it's a lot of the distribution, like, wanting to say, hey, we're going to hold boxes back. So when it goes to the moon, we can sell them somewhere else. You mean? I theorized that Team Covenant took one for the team, and these came from dist- these came from a distributor. I no. like, th- I don't know that. I don't know that. I don't know that at all. They would have like, said that, unless they signed an NDA. That's crazy. I'm crazy. That's crazy. I'm crazy. That's the type of stuff that makes stores not want to carry the game. I don't know. I don't like Louis. I don't know, but like I'll tell you, like a thousand boxes. That's crazy. That's a lot of boxes, Louis. I don't know. All right, so I don't want to get, the I, I don't get into that one. Rudy's video today, or it was, it was it, overall in two days. <laughs> Louis's video. Uh, Rudy's video two days ago. Rudy's monarch Ooh. box opening. I'm guessing the the value pulled from that box was like seventeen dollars. And that wasn't the bad part. First of all, Rudy, you can't laugh at Mondo at Mondo One K like that. Yeah, baby. what are you doing, Rudy? You bought like, all the I boxes. Don't you care about your investments? I have. I don't care about your investment. I have care about my feelings. That hurts. That hurts. <laughs> Laughing at uh, Mondo One K. He was like Mondo One K. I don't <laughs> think that's happening anytime soon. <laughs> and he laughed. Rudy, what did I do to you? Oh man. And then. I'll be honest, my thought was he looked like Aoki opening up that heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, but, like, it, like, I opened Monarch on the stream. Yeah, I did my stream with one first edition. One of the things that's really tough is that the packs are all different. And so it's like finding the cold foil or the foil is is super hard. Um, and, like, he was struggling there, too, because he kept opening them. It was like, oh, so here it is. It was really funny because it also reminded me that Monarch has my favorite art. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's great art. Monarch has the best art of... Monarch m- definitely has the best art of any flesh and blood set. Yeah, I agree. The new set's pretty the, good, too, though. What is? The new set. Not compared to Monarch. I think it's pretty good. No. Monarch, then you're like this. Monarch, then crew. Oh, crew probably my favorite. No, no. Yeah, and crew then the worst part is the worst part. After Rudy gets done laughing at my dreams and hopes, he goes, "The market rejected Monarch." Yes, and that was a that was a rough line because like, nobody. We haven't said that. We we have not. We've talked about it personally, but like, ugh. Here is what I hope. I, Louis, I hope. The takeaway from this is, I hope the takeaway from this is what about this set did the market not accept? 
like the market's not accept like he might have like he might have used harsh language. I'll agree. He's not lying. Like you and I both know what it is. What do you what, what do you think it is? It's I mean the like here's the thing. No, the market rejects it because of the um talent system. The players love the talent system. Pause. 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 Competitive and good players. Yeah. Sure. There Which is, is flesh and blood. <laughs> I have only ever held learn to play events with Welcome to Wraith. The boxes need generic cards. They need generic majestics. The, the boxes need, need generic. a generic legendary. The yeah. boxes need a generic for the market to accept the product. That this has been my argument for Crucible Unlimited. This is why, if you go back to our stream, I said Crucible of War First Edition was never going to see any com competition from Monarch First Edition because Monarch only supports four heroes. It only supports four. Then you had to go beg to your whale friends for help. Like, come no, on, I give me didn't a break. Stop. My please whale friends, my crucible is taking $500. Please help me win my bet. Listen, listen. The box of the box of crucible, crucible supports everything. Monarch only supports the four heroes. If Tales of Aria is going to be. I mean, I don't want to be the guy that says it. Tales of Aria is going to be worse because Tales of Aria can only support on the market. It's I'm only talking about the market. The set's amazing. The draft is amazing. Everything's amazing. I get it. It's fun. Sealed, eh. But like, like the the market, the market cannot accept a print run of that size for three heroes. And this is I... where. I think yeah. we have to, and okay, this is the solution. Are you ready for the solution? If you want, right. if you want it to be worth money, if you want first edition to have value, and I know long term, if you want it to have value, you have to lower the first edition print run and put unlimited out at the same time, or you got to fix the issue between first and unlimited. You just got to get rid of it. Um, I, yeah, that's. I, I'll be honest. I've changed my tune on that. Go ahead, though. What do you mean? I used to be very opposed to getting rid of first and unlimited and just doing box. I now think that's the right decision. Listen, there's a reason Pokemon got rid of it. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, yeah. like the model, it just, I don't think it works. Um, it, it doesn't work. Here's a, here's where it doesn't work. And this is the reaction that everybody gives us. It doesn't work. If you want long-term growth for a product, because what product is supposed to grow long-term? Are they going to grow in sequential order long-term? Like first and unlimited to get, like there's just too much product. I think we both agree. There is a hard line between the first three sets. Yes. Collectability. Yes. Wraith, Arcane, and crew are all highly Super collectible and called after. Because the print run was small. And, but I don't think that tells the full story. Like, listen, what you said, the first part, I think, is more important. But it's both. But it's both. It's though. both. It's both yeah, of those like, things. Listen, like, there's a reason E-Strike and CNC are the are very valuable in first right. edition. Because everybody has them in Unlimited and loves them. Yeah. And they're iconic. That makes them iconic, iconic when they become played. And, like, that is, like, I and I, I will hold true to this. I said on this podcast, I said on your stream... I will not hold LSS accountable 
for the lessons of Monarch entails. I will hold them accountable for it in this set after that. Supplementary set. I won't hold. I don't care about supplementary set. Like I care about it, but like that, I won't hold them accountable. Like those are different lessons. But George, but this... in the set after supplemental set, I need to see generic legendaries and generic majestics that are strong, that are that are played. It's the talent system. Boxes up. They've got to add to the talent system. The talent yep. system's fine. You have to have generics alongside of it if you want the boxes to have value. Those if are you how you get desirable cards. If you don't want it the boxes to have value, then don't put that in the boxes. <laughs> like that's what's going to drive the value of the boxes. So, um, yeah, I mean, like, I think that's the issue that Monarch's going to have. I think that's the issue that Tails is going to have. Um, I'm not saying that it's not collectible or investable. I think it probably it still is long term. I just think the potential is. I think like, never mind. Uh, the potential is just far less, like infinitely less. I would say something different. I would say the time horizon is a lot longer. Yeah. Like this isn't going to be a year. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, like it's, it's going to be a minute. The, so like the thing with, if you compare it to like a magic box, right? Where if, like uh, with my war spark boxes that I paid $80 for and now are worth 125. That's what four years. That's what we're talking about. The question I have, though, like, listen, the question I have is like, I don't know, man, like unlimited kind of ruins that, though, doesn't it? Um, Like the reason, I, I don't know. I feel so like one of the weird kind of, things that happened in Magic is that collector boosters pop quickly. Yeah. I don't know if first can do that. I don't know. Maybe maybe first does that. But I mean, like, listen, like, I think the problem with like first is it will feel bad when I sell out a first in a minute and then I'm stuck giving the person who's, you know, hundredth in line a box of unlimited. Yeah, that's their fault. They should be 99th in line. I don't love that. I, I know like this is, this kind of, this is where I feel like they need to get rid of first edition. This is why I've yeah. said that. I'm there. But I'm like, there. I don't I'm think that's their attitude. Like, that's not their attitude. So I don't know if that's true. I mean, like, what I what we don't know is do they know do they think they have a problem? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know we'll either. Learn, like, I guess we'll, we'll learn. I mean, like I will say this: like you know, Rudy, Rudy, Rudy and I, frankly, were as big a fan of Fab as you can get. Rudy and I were both very early. What about me? Huh? I wasn't. I wasn't you were early. Late. You came in like Monarch. Get out of here. What about I, me? I came in before Monarch. You came in with Crucible. Yeah, the greatest yeah. set ever made by any no. game ever. No. Me, Bill, and Rudy. Um, yeah, shout out to Bill. Jason. Shout out to Bill. Reaper Games, Bill. the greatest LGS um, in America. And like Rudy was as big of a fan as Fab of a Fab as you could find. I yeah. I wasn't. I think I still am. I don't care what the comment section says. I'll be honest. Yeah, I'm still the biggest fan of Fab, probably of any LGS owner except for Bill the Goat. But like but. this is what Rudy and I, frankly, have been trying to get across. Yeah, there's a problem that needs to be fixed. Yeah, and I don't know, like, I don't know how to say there's a problem without being negative because a problem is inherently negative. Yeah, well, it's Rudy fine. Has, it, the, the, the question is, do they want to listen? And the question Rudy is, has is, provided uh, solutions. I think I've provided solutions. I've I, provided listen, solutions. LSS has my phone number. I'm an, <laughs> I have, I we've have invited them to be on the podcast, we've invited conversation. There's been plenty of invitations. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. I mean, like. All right, moving on. Let's talk positive. I'm sick of this crap. I'm getting sick. This is the issue. Is I'm getting sick of talking about solutions. Like this is this is the issue. I'm I'm sick of podcast. We got Mike coming on in a minute. It'll be great. Yeah, like I'm sick of being negative. Like I'm I'm sad. <laughs> like I don't so want to make I sad. Say content. That, that has been the big shift this week in people. They're no longer angry. Yeah, it's just like I like it's I sad. like I thought the TCG player sale. I was hyping that crap up. I thought it was gonna be massive. I it didn't do a ton for first edition. It did a ton for unlimited. <laughs> like. Ma- massive for unlimited and like it just made me sad like well it's just i mean like here like i'll give you i'll give you a very scary statistic you ready for this ready for the first month since welcome to wraith alpha it looks like flesh and blood will not be the number one seller in my store this month dang my hero academia for the win it's my hero academia (laughs) it's crazy i was wrong Okay, the game like that game is on fire. All right, I don't want to talk about my hero. You want to talk about anything? Let me tell you about like set. how like it is like they have these packs and like the deck loadable content coming out in November. I don't want to talk Very about good. my hero. You better you better watch out. You might I'm, you might I'm, be covering my academia soon. No, nope, will not be. I got too many games. Got too many games. I'm team. The- MetaZoo and My Hero you, Academia you both start leave, with them. It sounds like you're leaving Team MetaZoo and going to My Hero Academia. Mike, great I will not. Nobody believes that. <laughs> what you just said is what nobody will ever believe. So that's fine. All right. Um, you want to talk about the next set? Yeah, Kingdoms. Kingdoms Part Two. What do you? What do you? What are your? What, what are your? What are your hopes and prayers for Young Kingdom? Not your child. Not your child. The other kingdoms. <laughs> uh. I think that the supplemental set, which is Q1, um, I already did a video on this, so I won't share a ton. If you want to watch that, go watch my video. But uh, I think it's great that it's supporting everybody, all the heroes. Um, I put out some hot takes that are just pure speculation. What are the hot takes? That we're going to see different heroes added in. Yeah, we saw that with Ooh, Crucible. Old Gianna. Old we saw, Gianna. We saw that with Crucible, and like maybe they throw that in, right? Like maybe they throw in. We saw what, what other than Gianna. I'm what? sorry. I'm sorry. We saw it with uh, like Cassie, and yeah. you know, we saw heroes that were they were all young heroes, so maybe it's only yeah. for Blitz. Maybe they didn't want to balance it for CC. Um, but I think you could see different heroes pop in. Yeah. Uh, you could see, <laughs> <laughs> who knows now? Everything's out there. They could just throw out heroes. Who knows? Um, hey, guys, go play this. Um, anyway, uh, I think you could see new heroes for the subtypes. Like, I don't know. Maybe they throw in some generic um, light and shadow support that brings in like a ninja, like a shadow ninja, right? That like hops in and it's a big set. Um. I don't know. I'm interested. I, I'm very, very interested. It's weird because you're going to have shadow and light and elemental cards in the set, I think. I think that's the way it's going to have to be. Um, so I think it's going to probably mostly only affect Monarch and, and um, Tails in terms of are playability. You, are you saying Mondo 1K? Have I converted you? I I don't know that. Again, I think the supply is too high for it to affect the market in terms yep. of like, like is, that. This will not affect them. I don't think this will affect the monarch market. Where I think it could go, though, is with that kind of question mark product, which some people are just saying is a hero deck. But if it's not PVE, <laughs> dude, like real talk, you think I'm bummed now? Can you imagine if this set doesn't have PVE? How disappointing! James, do it for me, baby. No PVE for Louis. I I will have to take a break from content for a while. I think. 
I can carry your channel like I carry the podcast. My expectations are too high. I need to. I really <laughs> like. I think like, it'll be PVE. I Nothing else makes sense. It's got to be PVE. Nothing. Nothing else, makes, else sense. makes sense. I agree. I I hope they just do it right. You know what I mean like I hope it's like a really big tenant. You know of what, the... Louis? I'll be honest. It doesn't worry me. No, like I like so like one of the things is like Ultimate Pit Fight. I feel like they put that out, and I think Ultimate Pit Fight's great, and it's probably more the responsibility of the community. I don't think we as a community really leaned into Ultimate Pit Fight as much. I don't know, and it's funny. I don't know why that's the case, but I'll I am. This. Go. go ahead. No go. I've never held a UPF game in my store. Look at how respectful we are when Mitch isn't here. It's amazing. Yeah, Mitch just brings us down. Yeah, he does. Um. I think yeah, like I I think like as a community maybe we didn't lean into that as much. Part of that is like Crucible came out in the middle of COVID when nobody could get together and play together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was like really in there. Is that when they released UPF? It was Crucible. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So like maybe now here we are and we can see more. But like also UPF, they didn't do any supplemental product for it, right? Like it was just part of the thing. So I think if they put something in the deck, I, I think like I, I said villain deck today in my videos. I had clickbaity title. A lot of people were upset. Um, But it got them to watch the video, so that did its job. You made your Uh, 15 cents today. Good for you, Louie. But if they do... get that dipping sauce. Listen, if they do like a a villain deck that's like, hey, LGSs can host events, and I think that would go a long way. It's got to be... If they do PvE, it's got to be connected to their business model, which is LGS, and it will be successful. Yeah, I mean, so it's funny. Like, you know, we talked to Mike about who... about. um, in store play, yeah. I, to, I I've been telling him this for months. LSS does in store play promos better than anybody. Yeah. When you do in store play for Magic, you get twenty bajillion Magic cards that are all worthless. Right. Nobody cares. Like they like frankly, most players just like trade the packs among themselves for like uncommons or like rares. Right. They're worthless. Um. Uh, you know, no, no LGS that I'm aware of does maybe, you know, Weiss does an okay job too, but like nobody does as good of a job as LG, as LSS, in my opinion, of organized play in stores. It's fantastic. Yeah. Like that's like, that is by far their sweet spot. That's your yeah. strike zone. Yep. We say that every week on this podcast. Yeah. Nobody listens to that part, but that's okay. Much love to all of you. Yeah. Um, except for a couple. Um, so, I mean, like, I, I, you know, this, like, PVE doesn't do it for me, but like, listen, I, I mean, I'm, Louis, I want you to know this is how bad it is. <laughs> I'm rooting for you to get it. I, I, yeah, I promise you, you will not see a lack of effort on my part to make PVE successful if LSS goes that way. Every, like, every day, a new PVE episode. Like, I will do so much. <laughs> Like I will, like I, I have a lot of faith in PVE. So anyway, that's all. That's I, all I care about listen, for the next. I'm going to try it at my store if if it comes out. Obviously, I'll try it at my store. I'll see how they react. I don't know if I have that player base. I'll be honest, George. If players could go up against you playing a hero deck, they would love that. Well, they just love me. I don't. Okay, know. I love that's you too. the first supplemental set in the question mark set. The third thing was Q2 is the next booster box set. Now, there's been some complaints about like us not seeing a new meta until then. 
And like, I think you're underestimating I think that's nonsense. I think you're underestimating the effect of the supplemental set on the meta. Um, One thousand percent. Yeah. Like, Lu- like Louis very rarely right. Yeah. He is exactly right yeah. about that. The, the supplemental Crew, set could completely change everything. Crew completely changed the first heroes. Yeah. You're gonna see for sure a, a blue pitch seeds of agony. Point two. That's only in blue pitch to replace seeds of agony that got banned, <laughs> which is gonna bring chain back. Chain, chain gang, chain gang. Um. So like, I like chain to one k. I think the supplementary set's gonna affect it, and then this brings out the next set, which is gonna be talent based, right? Like you're gonna have uh, you're gonna have an area. Um, it's got to be talent based. That's kind of the direction of the whole game. Uh, I think wizard. I think ninja. What? Why are you shaking your head? I hope you can. I hope you have to play Wizard again at UPF and get wrecked again. <laughs> uh, I I've got now. We got a, a weekly every a biweekly a UPF stream going. I was there to root you on last week. Yeah, playing Cheyenne next week. Anyway, uh, yeah, dude, I'm gonna make the most of are you, are you, deck in the world. Are it's you gonna have all the. It's gonna have all the. Yeah, I'll use your mat. It's gonna have all the fables in it. <laughs> Dude, there's a Cheyenne. Listen, there's a Cheyenne play that you can do with going going bananas. You play uh Corsham and then you play going going bananas and you call out Exude Confidence, I think it is, and it's literally unlimited damage uh against somebody. I can't wait. <laughs> it's gonna be so I hope cool. they ban Shiana in the next set. Too strong. Too strong. <laughs> well, yeah. Anyway, uh no Oceana. She's yeah. just banned in blitz. So yeah, I mean, like, um, I, I think it's going to be um, wizard. I think mechanologist is probably an easy bet. One of the, both of those probably. I mean, I don't know. Like, I they, they they got a lot of help in the first crew set though. No, I'm not talking about the supplemental set. What are you talking? Oh, you're talking about the second set. Okay. Yeah, Q two. Yeah. Yep. And I, okay. Like, so I think I Q, by Q one they've got to mean like January. Like, if we don't see the supplemental set in January, that's going to be a lot of time without new product. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, like, and this is like, this is something that I think LSS needs a straight copy from MetaZoo. Like, MetaZoo does uh, does forty five announcements an hour. Yeah, there's always something happening. Yep, and like Magic does eighty three hundred announcements an hour. They have like eighteen people tweeting out different things that are like constant information. And like people are like, oh, that's annoying. It's not. No. Because you're not if you're a store. I'm also it's not, it's not if you're a store, but also like listen, go to like go to the discords yeah. and see what happens when they post something. Yep. Everybody's talking about it. Yep. And like that is powerful. Like this is the power, like this, like you know, I teach on this stuff. This is the power and detriment of social media. Yep. We're all engaging with the stuff all the time yep going weeks and months without engagement without meaningful engagement i think they're starting to learn this i do too i think yep. they've let me be very clear we've seen remarkable improvement in the last couple of weeks months of I, this i think they're starting to learn this um i you know i think i was caught off guard by them announcing a set so early they've never so done that before one of the things i'm learning with lss is they like to keep things secret yeah um and like I think that's great, but like in a much more real world, like I think they should start bringing in um, people, content creators. I know I'm being selfish, but don't do me. Do other people. I don't care. 
bring in other people and create some really big hype and give people more time. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the things I thought went really well is like I reached out to James White. I said, hey, I would love to do the Blitz deck videos. And for Monarch, it took me too long to get the Blitz deck videos out because I didn't, you know, know anything. And so like I got signed an NDA and you know did the Blitz deck videos and were able to have them out oh. on release day. And that was huge. And like mm-hmm. allow content creators some insight on what's coming up so that they can create some really cool content based on it. But like they mm-hmm. want to keep things secret, and I get that too. Do you think your videos curse Monarch and Tails or no? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's I'm the reason that you are poor. Oh, now we have two episodes, two bat, one, two comments in this episode of somebody calling somebody poor on this channel. Stay tuned for the for the MetaZoo minute where George calls me poor and makes fun of me. No, I said you can't afford roads. Oh, let the comment section, let the comment section decide who thinks who's poor uh anyway q2 i think is gonna be great i don't think we see another set till like january or july though i think q2 is gonna be later um yeah and i mean like i I, listen i think three sets in the first two quarters is great um three uh, it's not gonna be i see what you're saying three products yeah i I think question marks gonna be a pve set no not no really no, I don't think they should. I think the PVE set, I don't think it should be a PVE set. I don't think you should give really? any. This is why I, I use the phrase villain. If you use the phrase villain, you can create cards for the villain that don't affect at all gameplay. None of the none of the um, competitive scenes affected by what you want to create for the PVE. And then just allow the regular cards from Flesh and Blood to be used to fight this villain that does really cool stuff because they can do whatever they want. So, so, it'd like a, a deck? so it'd be like a deck. So it'd be like a deck. You know, like uh, World of Warcraft had the the raid decks, right? And so you'd call them the villain decks, and you're fighting, you know, some big creature that's the villain, or uh, maybe it's Scufflet, right? You had Scufflet's, I don't know if he's, I don't know the lore, I don't know if he's a good guy or a bad guy, but um, the lore, everyone loves the lore. Um, Dustblade. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I think. I'm excited. I'm stoked. I can't wait. Spoiler season is my favorite. Um, it's also my least favorite because I'm exhausted and I'm exhausted thinking. No, about this spo- time took the whole time off, huh? You took you did you did like one video this year. This for for tales. What are you smoking? For Monarch, you did 20 videos a day. No, stop it. Oh, that's actually kind of true because for tales, I couldn't do videos because I knew the stuff based on the the uh, the um, precons. That you did not tell your best friends about. Continue. No, I didn't tell anybody. About. Including your best friends. Continue. Yeah. I mean, how do you know how often I talk to my best friends? Oh! <laughs> anyway. Mike, cancel the NFTs. <laughs> Dude, NFTs. Oh, my gosh. Everyone, let me hype you up for the MetaZoo Minute. Are we, re- are we done? I set this up so well for you. Are we done? Sure. All right, MetaZoo We never Minute. really started. Let's you, if, you, if you're a flesh and blood fan, you want to stick around because there's some spicy go- stuff going on. Like the MetaZoo Minute me, this hold, week is hype. If you're a fan of TCGs, you better stick yeah. around and listen to what Mike has to say. 55 verticals. 55 different ways for people to get interested in MetaZoo based on their hobbies and their interests. If you're a fan of business, you better stick around this one. <laughs> yeah, forget TCGs. If you like business, if you like the business, um, the business. Yeah. 
that's it. Uh, we're going to transition. How do you want to transition, George? You just want to be like, you want to go, woo, and then disappear. Way, I'm camera? glad you mocked me for doing an introduction for the MetaZoo <laughs> Minute, and now there's not even the same people here. So I think <laughs> that worked out pretty well for me. You're right. Good job. All right, ready? We're going to go, woo, and then we're going to drop down. And then, all right, ready? Three, two, one. Woo! Whoa, whoa, whoa. Welcome to the world's best MetaZoo Minute. For the first time, I will not have to carry the whole load. We have with us a very, very special guest, the GOAT himself, Mike Waddell. Hey, everyone. How's it going? Happy to Good. be here. Love the energy. Mike, and so to have you on, man. Are you on top of me still, Louie, on this one? Doesn't uh, matter. On top of me, <laughs> Louie DeGeorge, owner of America's favorite YouTube channel, voted number one by all his patrons. George, we already did the intro. This is the MetaZoom no, minute. We already intro. did the whole podcast. I don't, I don't and to the top <laughs> left, the best single store, home of the MetaZoom merchant himself, Mitchell Murray. Intro the comment two, section, welcome. The comment section has to let you have it for this. We no, already did it. the intro. It's the it. middle of the podcast now. That's great. That's great. They love it. No, what if it's just an inverted podcast this yeah, week? Yeah, don't listen to Louis. Louis's bad for you. Poor Mike. Poor Mike had to no. suffer through all that. All right. Well, Mike just has uh we're in the middle of a, a huge release for the new set Nightfall. Uh we got Nightfall cards. Look at I got the Grim Reaper. Uh, we we all have nightfall. George, where are your nightfall cards? It should be delivered on Friday. We got we got nightfall <laughs> cards. <laughs> George is the only one here without nightfall. I bet you Mike's got nightfall cards with him. Uh, uh, just a few, yeah, <laughs> just, just a handful. It's because you know, uh, maybe Mike hates George now. Mike, do you hate George? <laughs> it, it's more of a professional relationship. <laughs> 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 uh, all right so we got some questions oh i got a baby coming too we got some questions george kick it off with the big question i know all right. you're super so interested in this question one. that i think everybody is asking mike this is i would argue the most important question in the game's history here will the next shoes be printed in adult sizes <laughs> um so you're size 13 right 13 or 14 but i can i can i'll squeeze into a 13 for you if i need to i can have uh, dainty feet for a day so we're actually making our own silhouettes this time for the the nightfall shoes. So we're, we're like we're custom making them. So I'm going to suggest I'm going to ask from sizes up to 16. Now you're cooking. Now you you're cooking. Now now George can fit his yachts in his uh, his shoes. <laughs> my yacht, I'm my yacht. That's perfect. You're, what's that? What's the name of that uh, cartoon character that has the giant feet? Is it? No, is it Gumbo? Doesn't Gumbo have giant feet? Do you mean Dumbo? Are you calling me an elephant? You call me fat? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. No, no response. <laughs> I believe the fat. <laughs> so, uh, Mike, tell us. Obviously, a big week in MetaZoo history yeah. happened right now with with Nightfall and obviously the announcement of the shoe sizes. Yeah. Um, how are you feeling? How do you feel about Nightfall? What have you been hearing? How do you think it's going so far? So. We also, by the way, like an hour ago, finished the NFT sale. Yeah. Uh, and yes. Went, uh, Already talking about NFTs. I wasn't going to ask yet. $215,000, which is awesome uh, for the, you know, for what it is. Um, but Didn't you say 250? $215,000. $215,000. Yeah. Uh, I know, but we were saying it was going to be two fifty. That's fine. Yeah, Go ahead. All right. Um, yeah, no. So, I mean, very happy about that. Happy with the release. There are hiccups, obviously, like. You know, we 
geez, Crypto Nation released like two and a half months ago. So we've been like really trying our best to get the products, you know, Nightfall off the presses and, and shipped. Um, you know, we hadn't officially announced, or rather we did, but it wasn't um, completely verified that we were printing with Cartamundi. Um, and we just didn't have enough time between Cryptid Nation and Nightfall to print with uh, Cartamundi. So it's going to be happening starting officially with a, a future set, either Wilderness or uh, UFO, which means we had to bring all the Nightfall products for the most part. There's some stuff, you know, printed elsewhere uh, from China. And we did it all via air freight. And so it's wow. still, you know, it's still coming in. Um, the the theme decks, I think, are going to be the latest thing. They, they make landfall, I believe, today. Um, and then they're going to go through customs and then they're going to go out. So a few days late on, on um, some of the products, obviously not ideal. But I'm actually quite proud that our, our team was able to, to pull this off for sure. Yeah, booster boxes are in. What was the decision that went through? I'm curious to, uh, you know, I think some other companies have in the past just delayed the release and said, hey, we're going to delay. What was the um, the desire to not delay until that, that booster boxes go ahead and show up and start shipping out? So I was thinking that doing, you know, so let's say that we delayed to the end of November, we would have had, you know, oodles and oodles of, of, uh, wiggle room in terms of you know the product being available and, and actually in local game stores but i really wanted this product to be released in october uh before halloween um for historical purposes. i was hoping that was the answer for historical purposes i think that that would be more important than a few yeah. days delay um for sure and you know at the end of the day people are going to be opening up metazoo nightfall and their spooky themed you know whatnot breaks and youtube uh you know uh, videos and, and they'll be in costume and it just wouldn't hit the same way emotionally um, if we delayed. And, I, you know, I love that. Like, I think, I think a like super corporate uh, wanting everything to be straight edge and clean company would, uh, would delay everything and have some big press announcement. And like you, I think get the idea of like the fans just wanting to enjoy it and in the timeline and i think that like i was when i started realizing uh you know just hearing from distribution that boxes were shipping i kind of could tell that um the other stuff was going to be delayed i was like i bet you that this is so that it can be out for for uh for halloween and i was stoked about mm -hmm. that i think it's a i think it's yeah. a cool move i think it's a it's a um it's a move for the it's probably a move for the player collector more more so than it is like a move for like the lgs's or mm -hmm. Yeah, like I'm gonna have to respond to a lot of emails about when are my bundles shipping, know. and my <laughs> response will be, "I told oh. you that they weren't gonna ship until I get the product." Uh, but I think for like the, the the people and the collectors, like it's cool to have it now, and um, I think that's I for sure. They're in a good spot because they, I mean, they could delay it three months. I have I have a wait list for boxes as long yeah. as my dining room table. I mean, like I I you know if if Mike had given me the entire print run. I would have still been oversold. Maybe next time, <laughs> yeah. Mike. And well, so like, you know, <laughs> good spot because like it doesn't. They have there's so much demand. It's unbelievable. Yeah. the The important thing though is is for wilderness. Wilderness has to be on time. In fact, early is on time. On time is late with wilderness, right? Um, mm -hmm. Because it's justifiable from a from a lore uh, 
emotional standpoint to release mm. Nightfall um, before Halloween, but there's no such justification for, you know, if Wilderness is is go- anticipated to be late, let's say due to Chinese New Year's, I'll, I literally just push back release rather yeah. than try and trickle through, right? That makes sense. Um, but, you know, the idea with, with Wilderness is we're actually going to be submitting it um, or it'll start shipping via boat um, mid January. So um, it, we're awesome. going to be doing, we're going to be, instead of doing air freight, which literally doubles the cost of printing, assuming that we are printing with, with, uh, you know, our Chinese printer, um, it'll be a 20, it'll, it's called a fast boat. So it'll be 20 days uh, via sea freight um, or ocean freight um, rather than, you know, air freight, which is, you know, a few days, but, Sure. You know, I I was competing with for Nightfall. I was competing with Apple uh, for air freight space. Oh, was, because of their new MacBooks. Yep, we had to outbid them. That's on, crazy. On air freight. So you know, we're talking like five dollars per pound uh, for air Jeez. freight costs. Uh, That's brutal. Our margins are super thin, and if we didn't raise MSRP like I anticipated, uh, we would actually be operating at a loss with this stuff. So, um, you know the this it, it it isn't ideal obviously a lot of stores are upset but at the end of the day it's just a few days you know late to a week late um we're not delaying uh it by a few months right which has happened right. before in the past um and we're still learning which i think is the important thing but we actually have to learn from those mistakes it's your second set yeah <laughs> right. i think, I think it's, it's hard it's hard for a store to be upset it, it, like Everything is delayed in 2021. Everything. Like I, right. When I order something on Amazon with, and I pay for Amazon Prime, they no longer ship it to me in two days. It's like four days, five days. Like uh, That's because like, you're in West Virginia. We have roads in South Carolina, and that's what they use to get the packages <laughs> to your house. No, I can like, get I mean, mine here the maybe same time. the Mothman to drop off your package. This is Louis. the world that we live in. This is, yeah, Mike. Can we get you the Mothman? Been. That's what we need. The Mothman to deliver. Um, <laughs> that's going to be actually a TV show he's working on. Oh uh, yeah, uh, Mothman <laughs> delivery. <laughs> Shipping wars, but with Mothman, that'd be amazing. Oh, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I think that's uh, yeah. And we were, I mean, we did a podcast episode a couple weeks ago, and in the Metazoo Minute, we were like shocked at how fast that you got it to the printers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's still like, I mean. Like, this is where, as a collector, as a player, you always want new things in front of you, right? Like, you're like, oh, man, something shiny. Oh, something shiny. Oh, something shiny. And, like, the the alternative to this is, like, not having another booster box until Christmas or, like, the new year. And like, At which point, I'd be competing with other TCGs who release in that, that time frame. So, I literally sure. had a two-week window to get this out, right? Yeah. You think about Pokemon Celebrations released on the 8th um of of october and then in november we have a bunch of uh i think magic stuff that's coming out and then flesh of blood not, not flesh and blood yeah. but um Yu-Gi-Oh and stuff so like I, I view these windows as as relatively small um and then if you miss that window you actually have to jump a month or two into the future if not more before that window opens up again um yeah. And it'll it would also cannibalize a bunch of the other things that we have coming out, which you know um, people are really excited for, right? So, so um, can you tell us a little bit about the plush? We saw the plush picture. Can you tell oh, us a little yeah. bit about that? Yeah. So we the have pizza bird. We have <laughs> we have about uh, I think it's a fam. I'm calling them a family of ten uh, plushies coming out, 
And the idea is they, those are the prototypes that, that we're approving right now. Um, you know, and it's like s- small color correction things. It's making the Flatwoods monster fatter, um, you know, things like that. Yeah. He's and from then, West Virginia. <laughs> and then what I want to do actually is <laughs> if you remember like for, for plushies, the tag is, is super important. Um, yeah. So what I want to, and people actually have like cases for tags and stuff. So oh, cool. I'm going to have to have promo cards uh, as the tags. Um, oh, God, I love it. You know, so the it'll be going to be $800 at the least. It'll be magical. <laughs> um, but, you know, this is like I eventually want to work with like Build-A-Bear and I want to work with, um, you know, the, the people who are kind of have pedigree in the plushy space. But we just couldn't do that for this first run. But um, most people, hey, they wanted plushies and, and we were being asked kind of like the pins were, were asked every day right. about them. So it would be really dumb not to do it because some people want to interact with MetaZoo via plushies. So, you know, yeah. why so would I talk offline? I, I have a bunch of contacts in that space, Mike, through my other business. Okay, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I have a bunch of contacts in the stuffed animal space. Mike, are um, these, are these the, are these the target for this? Is this the big box stores? Um, they will be. Um, so, you know, in January, 2022, we're looking at Walmart and target. Um, Officially, unofficially, right? Um, Officially, unofficially. (laughs) um, And, you know, the the companies that we're talking to that will facilitate this, um, they have certain types of shelf space. Um, And so mostly it's pins and and trading cards right now. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And so plushies is a whole nother um, can of worms or beans or whatever you want to call them um, that we have to crack into. That being said, um, let's say that hypothetically we, we were to release direct to consumer a bunch of plushies and had a, a whole bunch of sales figures to show them. Wouldn't that be more convincing than than saying, "Hey, like trust us, uh, plushies will sell well on, on on your shelf space." So yeah. mm-hmm. that's my strategy going forward with a lot of things, kind of like the pins, where it's like, you know, hey, we can make a few million bucks with pins. Um, let us into your stores. We did that right. in a few hours. So yeah. oh sure. You know, um, so that that's how that's my strategy going forward with these things is, is just let the let the numbers speak for themselves. So hmm. let me ask you about uh, now, the pins. The first oh. wave was you could pick the pin. Yeah. The second wave was blind box. Was that a, to see what the market preferred or what was, what was the reasoning behind going from pick a pin to blind box? Um, so the blind box. Um, yeah, it, it was to test the waters with the blind box. We could also have secret rares. Um, and you know, it's interesting. People are more vitriolic against things that, um, have blind box mechanics, but they vastly, vastly outperformed. Yeah. Um, I was about to say blind boxes are how I built my house. Uh, like blind, like without blind boxes, I'd be living like Louie lives. I mean, like it is, it it would, it would not be good. It would not be good. Louis sitting there with a loving baby and then you know, surrounded by, you know, he's like, that's horrible. He right? has no he roads. Like, yeah. He's waiting. He's waiting fifteen. Oh, right. He has to wait he's four days for an Amazon package. Oh, oh, that was brutal. That um, was brutal. But yeah, no, hey, no, but, listen, listen. I own some MetaZoo NFTs, so pretty soon I'll be living on a yacht. <laughs> hey, I, I think that those are are selling for quite a bit now. Yeah, 
let's transition away from whatever George wanted to talk about and into <laughs> what is really the most important conversation. So I want you to know, before you say anything, how proud I am that you waited 12 minutes for this. I want you to know uh, how proud... 22. This, no, the, the, no, before, before right. we start recording doesn't count. This is the longest I've gone talking to you in the last month without you mentioning MetaZoo NFTs, and I'm really proud of you, Louie. Continue. Uh, $217,000 for a one of one uh, <laughs> that's crazy um but so but to finish the point uh louis the the, the blind stuff always outperforms because yep. like yeah hell, hell I, I would do blind plushies and, and we might eventually do that um because the magic of opening this stuff up and being surprised is is such a an important facet of collectibles oh yeah for sure really so can't be let's definitely talk so i know the guy that does the number one selling blind box for plushie all right so uh, that's easy so Absolutely. like people who complain about blind boxes in a trading card game need to go find a different hobby <laughs> and also i'll tell you what i tell the the people who i dock with they're lying they say they don't like it and they buy more of it because they secretly love it they just don't want to admit it the they entire the trading card game model maybe, is based on black boxes maybe they hate it because they keep buying boxes and can't stop the endorphin release yeah right like, i can't i don't have any self-control i hate blind boxes yeah it, it, it is it is you know it's interesting um but the the reality is, is when we give people an option to buy what they want, um, they're less interested in the product, right? Like, mm. if I were to, if, if MetaZoo were to be, it's kind of like if MetaZoo were to have nothing but um, cards that you could buy individually off of our website, we wouldn't exist at this point. Right. Blind boxes have completely taken over a lot of industries. I mean, like, you know, I was, I was on my Disney cruise and yeah. hand to God, they had five different versions of blind boxes for Disney pins. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like it's over. Like the blind boxes have won. Um, yeah. yeah. It's over. Like, yeah, it's not, it's not <laughs> it was bad. a fun battle. Yeah. I mean, like it makes it so much remember more fun. It? You don't remember as like a kid going to like that machine where you put in like a few oh, quarters God. and you're like, what sticker are you going to get? Or what little thing you're going to get in that ball? It's all just a randomization, and there's so much yep. like just a small amount of joy as a child just going to that, just using a few quarters to randomly get something that you may or may not love. <laughs> like, but when you got something you loved, it was great. So, yep. go ahead, Louis. My tea you, time. And when you didn't, you traded with your friends, and that was really exactly. Cool. Yep. Um, Mike, I think that Nightfall. This is hot take from Louis. I think that Nightfall is going to go down as the pinnacle set for for MetaZoo. Like, in, mm. if you think through the history, I think the way that um, Halloween is themed and the way that the the card art is, I think it's just like I, I I'm not surprised that Halloween was like your second like second set idea. Obviously, you have to do like the Cryptid Nation, you know, like the the intro, the welcome to whatever set. But like. Sure. Halloween seems to be this pinnacle. I'm I'm really curious. I think you, uh, if I remember some of your Discord posts, which I love the updates. It's great to know what the company is doing, what you're doing. Like I love that. Um, but one of the things I noticed when you were is an increase in like play testing and people to help design the set. I'm re I'm really curious on what some of the things that went into that, the time that went into it, and um and how you came up with the even like the thematic side and you know the the fourth wall effect. Like just talk to us a little bit about the the set as a whole, not the collectible side of it, but the, yeah. the gameplay side. So, you know, I I took offense to the people that helped me on Cryptid Nation. That people were like. 
you know, you can't play Crypto Nation um, when in fact, you know, you could obviously there were problems, um, but it was our first set. Things need to be ironed out. So we went hard on Nightfall. Um, and by the way, the reason why people saw that with Crypto Nation is because they saw the collectability aspect. And for some people, for, for some reason, people view collectability and playability as mutually exclusive things, which is wild yeah. to me. Um, but so with, with Nightfall, you know, we, we hired a um, R&D director, a um, sub-director, and then we had, I believe, like two dozen playtesters playtest over the course of, um, you know, two months, basically, right? And um, it was, you know, they were playtesting before Cryptonation was released. Um, and wow. the, the idea was like, all right, we have these volunteers that are super eager. They're metazoologists. Um, let's have them help us perfect Nightfall, right? Um, and the idea was to test whether or not the core, the foundational mechanics that I put into the base set could actually be sustained uh, for, you know, the second set and, and still make it viable competitively and all those different things. And uh, overwhelmingly, it seems that the answer is yes. Um, and, you know, I'm going to make it a, a point to make MetaZoo the most collectible TCG, but I also want it to be the most competitive as well. And there's no reason why I can't do both if, if the team is clever enough, if they're hardworking enough, and if we have, you know, enough interest in the community to do both of those things. But I hate, I hate the idea that people are like, if it's collectible, it can't be playable. And it's just like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Well, and you also did things intentionally to help people learn how to play the game. Like I love on the bottom of the cards, I don't know if my camera's on the bot oh, on yep. the bottom of the card, you've added the weaknesses and the strengths. And that's something that's easily missed. Super helpful. Easy, it's easily it's I can't talk. It's easy to miss that in the rule book when you're learning the game and you know when you're trying we to play our first game. Yeah, it's easy to miss the idea of strengths and weaknesses and it's hard to memorize those as a new player. Like Pokemon, like we all it's been ingrained in our brain for 20 whatever i am 26 years old i'm 29 so i was trying to do the math but you know like it's been ingrained in our brain for all these years what those strengths and weaknesses are so it's easy to learn that but like with metazoo it's a new game and i love that you put the strengths and the weaknesses on the bottom like it it just seems like you guys put a lot of energy into um making it more and more playable than cryptonation um and here's the thing because we had other separate teams working on the playability and doing the play testing it was entirely separate from like my, my, I interact like every day we have R and D meetings. Um, and for me, I'm balancing a bunch of stuff, right? I'm balancing, um, the playability. Sure. Um, I'm balancing kind of it from a, a beyond the set perspective. I'm looking at the block, right? Like I want yeah. the block to be holistic. And, yeah. um, sometimes we'll move really, um, like with with Nightfall, we've had some pretty on theme cryptids that were like, ah, let's save this for wilderness, let's save this for UFO, let's sa save this for seance, and the idea being that it's also a product at the end of the day too. Um, but those decisions don't necessarily impact the, the R and D aspect at all. Like it's kind of like deciding whether or not a a card is is going to be holographic or not. That's more of a product. Um, idea like will this card be collectible will it be highly sought after 
but then the the R and D just adjusts accordingly, and it's like a, a twenty minute conversation as to how we can make a holographic card that looks good from a product perspective, also key to, to the playability, right? And and so those things, there's so much synergy between those things. All it takes is someone that's dedicated to actually think about it in a multifaceted way. And we have really talented people who are doing that. So that's awesome. I was on a much better podcast called The Bone Zone last night. And <laughs> it was, and they asked me, they're like, you know, what do you think Mike's secret sauce is? And I told them, I was like, my gut is that, you know, I've never met a good executive who has complete control over everything. He hires the right people, trusts them to do their jobs, empowers them to do their jobs well, and goes back to seeing how those parts are all working together. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I think that's what you're just saying, right? It's like, you know, I, you know, people always ask me, like, you know, when I do consulting jobs, like, what do you do? I'm like, I take power away from executives and put it to people who know what they're doing. Yep. Uh, you know, I, I know I and I didn't ask you this when we met Mike, but I suspect that your team of artists are better artists than you are. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But so like you, have to oversee, I, you need true. to oversee them, but you need to trust them to do their job well. Right. So so what what I oversee with the artists is um I have an eye for whether or not the art will be iconic. You know, if it's overly complex, and I'll be like, hey guys, look. When someone looks at the art, they have to be able to almost drop from memory afterwards. So if you have a, something with 20 segments um, that no one can count at a glance, maybe reduce it to four or five. So like things like that, like if they overuse color, I'm like, guys, keep it to three or four colors maximum. Um, so That's cool. again, from a product perspective, but then they do their magic, right? Um, they do the thing that I can do, which is, is take all that and, and create something that is beautiful. So, you know, yeah. but without that, you know, without that guidance or, you know, I, I guess you could call it leadership, um, it, 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 the skill would still be there, but it wouldn't be focused to a, a kind of a, a single, like a, a common cause. Right. Um, and that's what I'm there for. Hmm. Can I ask about NFTs really now, everybody? Can, really I ask about, can I ask about NFTs yet? <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> All right, your OG NFTs. What do they do? Don't tell them. Don't tell them, Mike. Make him what, wait. Make him suffer. What, what, what do we? What do we get out of these? What do we? What do we get out of these OG NFTs? So here's what I'm thinking in the immediate sense. What I'm thinking in the immediate sense is um, two things, <laughs> so right? If, if you're if you're if you're an owner of them, um, yes, I, I am, Mike. I want them to be redeemable for a, a special alt art version of the card. Oh, uh, th that's one really simple way. The other way is if you own them on the blockchain, I want I want you to be able to get first in line for our future NFT launches um, that will have, you know, they will be one of ones. They'll be, they'll be one of ones, but they'll be like um, what profile picture. Like, you know, basically we're gonna have a bunch of different NFTs coming out. Um, and, and this will be kind of your way of, of jumping the line. Uh, if you, if we, if we're working under the assumption that these things will sell out in you know, a few seconds or minutes, oh, right? Oh, they'll sell out in a few seconds. They'll sell out, Mike. I can tell you, Mike, <laughs> we got a discord server. We'll buy them out in a few seconds or minutes. If you want that to happen. But the thing is, I'm pretty the, sure. Oh, go sorry. Go sorry. Go on, Mitch. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure Louis discord, like, <laughs> 
they own at least half to 75% of all of the... I would like to say something about that. Somebody was arguing the other day. They were like, Louie, like we, like we, when with NFTs, you have to let other people have time to get them. And my response to that is that these NFTs have been on the market for, like we started buying them eight months ago. Like we, we right. bought it, you know, a couple at a time and you know, whatever. So like they've been on the market for a while. People just slept on them. And like yeah. they were, yeah. like we had conversations in the MetaZoo Discord about it. It's not like we were hiding anything. Oh um, yeah, sure. And and, and uh, sorry, when, when you say redeemable for <laughs> a <laughs> when you say redeemable, you I like cardboard, Mike. So when you say redeemable for a card, are you talking like uh so I let's say I own a Pizza Bird one, which yeah. Pizza Bird is my second favorite cryptid. Um I get I I turn in the NFT or like the owners get it the first owners the original owners get it and they get to keep the NFT too. So my plan is and this is purely from a, a I, I'm I'm ideation. Yeah, exactly. not, not official, non official. When the cards become available, if you own the NFT at that point in time, it has a one time redeemable uh, exchange. Not exchange, you get to keep the NFT. But you also get the card sent to you. Louis moving. Louis going to go to a house with road. It's over. I, I'm, I'm getting roads. I am going to put some some on my open sea so that other people can also partake in that. I'm sure you'll charge what you paid. Is that right, Louis? No, that's not possible. <laughs> the gas fees are. I paid a lot of money in gas fees. He's like, I've been paying more oh, gas and in NFTs fees. than I have for my own car. I'll make it open to you wallet at ten thousand times what I paid. You thank me right. later. Put it in the comments. I'm like, you I'll give you a nice um, sale of ten thousand a month. That's crazy because that's, that's. I mean, awesome. those are uh, and and Mike, we're talking like actual like the actual cards, not like um, like <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to be tournament legal cards. Um, but, but they'll be they'll be <laughs> basically alternative arts with you know if I can talk to the mintable about this maybe even with a mintable stamp on them and stuff like so the the idea oh, though gosh. is it, that's <laughs> he can't handle it that's ideation like we're just you know we're we're spitballing here the other thing is you know so once you redeem them for a card how do they maintain value um, that's where that that uh, place in line thing comes in right where you mm. can participate much more easily and much more securely in future NFT drops. So that's um, awesome. And you know, the, the, the Sotheby's Sotheby's um, NFT is super interesting, but I think having kind of, you know, a 10, a 10,000 NFT release of, you know, randomized Mothman, for instance, um, mm. with a lower floor, um, but kind of um, unlimited uh, ceiling is, is going to be much more attractive to people who, you know, have yeah, the ability to buy sure. booster box yeah. in their budget, but not so much, um, you know, <laughs> a house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I, so has there been any thought about moving it from Ethereum to like a different network to help gas fees? Or is it just the way it's so, standard for NFTs? No, yeah. I mean, so that's a, now there's a bunch now. So that's a really good question that I cannot answer. Okay. But it's a good question. And it's so good that I think about it constantly and talk about it constantly. So I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, cause, like, I know that, like, you know, when I bought mine, and this was a while ago. This was when Louis first called me and told me how to do everything. Well, shout You're out welcome. to Louis. You're yeah, welcome. Shout out to Louis. Shout out, well, first, let's give those shout outs to where the shout outs should shout go. Shout out to Andrew. Shout out to go. Andrew. I I'm going to have to give Andrew a very, very big uh, tip. 
as a as a thank you for the Oh, did tip. Andrew help you guys too? Yeah. Andrew's the one who was like, hey man, we should buy MetaZoo NFTs. And I was like, I don't know what an NFT is. And he was like, <laughs> it's a digital collectible. And I said, I like holding cardboard. And he said, no, I think we should do this. And then we went for it. I was nice. very easy to convince, as I am with most things. That's true. Um, um, yeah, like, it's just like, you know, I, even when we bought ours a while ago, and Ethereum was not quite as hot as it is now, I think I paid 80 to to $100 in gas. I think now it's like 100 and something dollars in gas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know anything about that world. Um, uh, what I do know is that Mike could is is there a potential? I've heard other you know again not not trying to convince you to do anything, but uh, I've heard other NFTs they throw like uh, exclusive like parties. <laughs> like I think I was like, dude, can you imagine like an exclusive and like after you did the main release, not not with just like the seventeen people that own these NFTs. Um, <laughs> but like with like the you know the big one, you could do like a some sort. It's like a, it gets you access to um a special you know collecticon or whatever event so something like that. Words. One thing that I was thinking about, not to cut you off, um, please do is a physical party, right? Where if you bring a sample card, Ooh. you can at at that party redeem that sample card for a an nft version of it um and and so you know it can only be you know at that party that you redeem it um and you know you have to have a sample card actually to get into the party so on and so forth but the the idea would be you know i i enjoy the idea of of sample cards continuing to participate in the metazoo culture right for sure Um, and so that's, you know, and, and it'll be kind of like black tie, so on and so forth. Um, you know, uh, that, that's just this one. can be. How about a black, black hoodie? Shirt. How about a black hoodie? <laughs> black tie. In the I sense, mean, I'll, you know, how about I'll dress up cheek for me, actually. If that's we'll, we'll make we'll make custom made the Zuby with you T-shirts with a black tie on them. How about that? <laughs> I have a tuxedo T-shirt if that counts. Yeah, it does. Uh, <laughs> you guys are shambles. <laughs> Uh, I'm like I'm like black tie. Then I'm like, down. I, I'll bring my I'll bring my black bordered cards. Let's go. No, so we got George over here. Like no. if it's not a Hawaiian shirt, I'm not in. <laughs> I, I want to address what will what will be in the comment section, it, which oh, is sure. why why does a TCG <laughs> do things like NFTs and blah 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 and all oh, the whining? Geez. And I want I want to answer that because I, I I'm I'm passionate about this. Sure. Uh, I love the idea that like. People like Gary V, people like Nat Kalish, people like uh, you know, people who are in that space will see MetaZoo from an NFT props space. And drops. You know, props and drops, a great podcast about you know, mostly you know, NFT collectibles and whatever. It the way that MetaZoo is casting a shotgun wide to all these different areas and uh brings in all these people into the tcg world and like i think one of the i think this is what you're seeing in magic the gathering right they're realizing that the the business model of just tcg and they're doing it in a, a really awful way but the business model of just the tcg isn't wide enough so they're making fortnite cards and that you know oh speaking of fortnite anyways yeah go on Ah! <laughs> no, 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 please do. <laughs> please. No, 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 please. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Please go on. No, 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 no
it, uh, I forgot like, what I was going to say. It, you know, like smoke it. through keyhole. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's, like, it's a collectible it, card game. There's a C in there. There's yeah. and, well, like becoming, other things other than cardboard can be collectible. Like everybody gets, and you know, I'm sure, my gosh, I'm sure you see this more often than we do. Even if there's a way to complain, like you know, if there's a way to complain about MetaZoo, they're going to find it. And I, sure. I always tell people, put it to the test. I'm like, I'll buy your cards right now. I will, I will PayPal you today the market rate market. of your collection. Mm-hmm. You seem like you're really worried about where this is going. You don't seem to like it very much. I got your back. I'll buy your collection at market rate right now. You know what? Nobody's ever taken me up on that. It's very, very strange. I don't understand it. I've offered. They've yeah. never taken me up on it. I don't get it. I do wonder. I do wonder if you know if you go back to the heyday of Pokemon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the TCG came out after the video game, right? Um, I wonder if you had video game enthusiasts who were like, "This is going to kill the, the 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 culture around the game." This is not something that you know we're interested in. I'm sure that there were Pokemon purists that looked at any other vertical that Pokemon was going to do, and did from plushies to whatever, and they were like, "This is hurting the brand." When Pokemon was like, "Well, this is the brand," um, and, and so for me, it's like, "Who am I?" It's actually kind of arrogant for me to 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 hear the fans say that they want plushies and pins of these characters that they view as beloved now, right? And say. That's not how you are going to experience the brand. Um, you can only do it through the cards. Um, this isn't even a topic of discussion. And, and for a lot of people, they're going to be like, this isn't something that I want to invest in emotionally if I can't kind of have the full gamut of uh, emotional commitment in, in every product possible. Right? Imagine if people couldn't wear MetaZoo shirts, if they couldn't show. Like I've seen people at Comic-Con who were both wearing MetaZoo like backpacks or you know uh, merchandise, and that was the point of conversation. For the, and I, I was, I'd be sitting there signing cards, and they'd be talking like for thirty minutes to an hour, just about MetaZoo, but then about everything else, right? But, but the initial, the 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 genesis of that conversation was a shared love for something that they both collected in different ways, and and. I don't know. It it just seems mm-hmm. odd to me that people get angry and defensive about yeah. moving outside of the TCG f- sphere, especially when they say that MetaZoo doesn't have a strong enough IP outside of the TCG f- sphere to justify having a TCG. It's it's oxymoronic. Right. Um, how you do it? <laughs> yeah, your backpack was the head of the cruise. Everywhere, everywhere I had my backpack, getting on the boat, getting off the boat, showing it to people. Everybody asked about it. People loved it. People like and, like to me. That is what makes MetaZoo special. You know, I took your team out for lunch at at um, MegaCon when Louis Dix me, and you know we were opening box. We were opening a box of first edition there, and the waiter stops. He's like, "Oh my god, what is that? I want it." And, they, and he follows you guys on Instagram right away. Didn't know anything about it other than the artwork, and he saw us all smiling while opening it, and he followed it right there. He felt connected to the community, connected to the cards. That's what makes MetaZoo special. It's that instant connection to not just to the cryptids. It's to this to this way you interpret familiar. the cryptids. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and every time we, every time we do another product vertical, we're building a bridge. Um, and you know, people are like, if you look at the NFT space, people are the NFTs are scrambling to find. 
an IP justification for people mm -hmm. spending millions and millions of dollars on NFTs, right? That they will release an NFT, but then they'll have like almost sometimes, most of the time actually retroactively, they'll release storylines that go along with it. And mm -hmm. the way that I view, but the NFT is the core part of their brand, right? But they have to justify it with this ecosystem. Um, we're just coming into the NFT space, for instance, um, having already established a, a brand outside of it, right? And so it's coming in from a, from the opposite direction, but like that's okay too. Like, and it's okay for someone to start with with NFTs and then move into the TCG space if they wanted to. Like, why is it why is it that if you look at Pokemon, they had their starting point in video games, but why is that a more valid? And then moving into TCG, why is that a more valid starting point than starting at the TCG and moving into other things? I just don't understand. So, and no one's been able to give me a legitimate answer on that front. And let's be clear here: if you started at the opposite, they'd still complain about the exact same yeah, thing. The, it, I was yeah, say, the, with the, order. the difference is the internet, and now we all have soapboxes to complain. Yeah. And we're pro <laughs> we're probably guilty about that on this podcast. I mean, they, sure. like we don't soapbox. Oh, we soapbox. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but you know, but but and so like th these are things I think deeply about because I do have moments of 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 panic where I'm like. You know, maybe these things are right. Like maybe these comments are right. Like, and, and, and then I step back and I'm like, people love MetaZoo. And, mm -hmm. and I, I, I have to look at the positive more often than the negative, but obviously it, it's hard um, because, you know, I go into comments on videos and I read the negativity and, and the negativity is so much more passionate oftentimes yeah. than um, the positivity because the positivity it's like, it's so easy to, to give a compliment, but like with the negativity, they're really trying to like do damage. And so they go, they go much deeper <laughs> mm -hmm. um, they, they, and oftentimes personal. So, right. um, you know, that's it, the negative, like the negativity stands out a lot more, but um, there's certainly a lot of love in the medicine community. So when, when I teach, I always assign one article, uh, I assign more than one, but the article I, I most enjoy is called marketing myopia. And it talks about the difference between selling and marketing. And marketing is basically listening to your customer and giving them what they need, giving what they want. And that's what you're doing. You are yeah. listening to your customers who say, I want this. And you're like, okay, we can do that. Like, you know, like, I'm sure, like, I don't think the watch was your idea. I'm sure it was a customer's idea. The plush, you were like, oh, okay, I can do a plush. I can do an NFT. Yep. The, you know, a healthy community is a relationship with the company versus a dictation mm -hmm. from the company. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, and, and and like, well. Let me be honest. If, if I didn't listen, if I weren't in chat listening to what people said, um, we would probably just be a TCG at this point. Like I had big plans for the brand, but seeing people say, you know, um, let's do these other things has given me the confidence to pull the trigger on them. Yeah. Um, and, and overwhelmingly, um, you know, while the co negative comments do stand out, um, the numbers are a better reflection of the positivity. Um, sure. and, and overwhelmingly, those these other products that we're releasing, they're they're just huge successes, and people love them. and 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 that's the exciting thing is is you know people are so excited about MetaZoo. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, go ahead. Just gonna follow up on that. Go ahead. There are about a thousand and one new ideas that come out every week or new products that you're putting out. Yeah. Um, or, or I guess building to support the IP. 
I mean, is it the community kind of driving some of that? Is it, I, you mentioned that you've had big ideas since the start. I know George has kind of mentioned that he had a conversation with you and he was like, I'm all in. Like <laughs> Mike's, Mike's, you know, I'm all the in. roadmap that he has, like I'm fully behind and I want to, I want to support that and the vision he has. I mean, is that just something that you have kind of start, thought from the start like this? You know, I want this to be big. These are this is kind of the grand vision and the community kind of supports and validates that. I mean, yeah, where so, are all these ideas coming from? And I feel like every week there's just something I would have never thought that y'all would have done, you're doing, and it seems to work really successfully. So, so I have what I call the 55. I have 55 product verticals that I've planned for. Um, and we're... I think in 15 of them, uh, 15 to 17, depending on, well, more like 20, if you include things that haven't been announced yet, but, um, the, like what (laughs) (laughs) it's, it's, it's all a matter of, of what doors open, right? Because all of a sudden things will, um, become possible because of sales that are well known or public in another vertical. Right. And then, uh, conversations happen and people talk and the world gets a little bit smaller. Um, and once that happens, a new product vertical product vertical will, um, show up and become a possibility. And then lo and behold, I already have all that stuff planned in a spreadsheet somewhere or in a Google doc. I have the, the idea fleshed out and I can just send it to them the same day. Um, it, Mike, it also, you know, sorry, go on real talk. Is the yeah. UFO set going to be the first TCG played in space by SpaceX? No. <laughs> no, but, it's first. It's going to be wilderness. But, but, but I should give Elon a call. Because <laughs> that's is, what I'm hearing right now. <laughs> but, Louis, it is cheaper to send something up into space, especially paper, than you might think. <laughs> <laughs> especially with all the satellites going up. Um <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Nope. Starlink 101. Um, it, w- it wouldn't be a UFO set without without you know going beyond the the atmosphere. Let's you've got that. the the Tesla, and then right behind the Tesla, you've got Metazoo cars. <laughs> yeah, like a sleigh, like a Mothman flying up there. Yeah, um, it's it's actually the plushies. He's going to launch those up there, and you know, let them explore. So, yep. So, I mean, look, like for me, it's, 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 I just have to be as creative as possible. Everything else will fall into space, in, into place so long as the community, <laughs> so long as the community wants it. Right. Um, right. And, and so mm-hmm. far, you know, with our head of product, Andy, he's as much of a early TCG, um, super fan, you know, uh, Stan as I am, um, we're, we're just slaying it. Um, and, you know, he knows, how, he knows, I mean, this guy, he's Andy, our, our head of product is the kind of guy that can rebuild the like old card ass, like vending machines from scrap, like that were in Japan, like, you know, 25 years ago, he's that kind of nerd. Um, and so him and I just geek out and we're like, let's do this. And he has like connections at like, you know, um, all sorts of interesting places. So, um, you know, we're, we're just starting. We're just starting. Like for me, I will feel secure and not even then when all 55 verticals are, are flushed out and, and MetaZoo's touched on all of them. Um, That's cool. That I anticipate that to happen by 2023 is my hope. So I'm giving myself a little bit over a year 
to to flesh those things out. I'm gonna need some more money. I think that twos really do work out. hundred k. Um, that's a so yeah. That's just you know this stuff is you know I don't mean to hijack the conversation, but like no, for me, it's yours. If I didn't do this stuff, then it wouldn't be worth doing anything to me, right? Like if I were to half-ass this or say or to limit MetaZoo and say that, hey, it's only going to be TCG and maybe a plus year or two, then like, right. why, why would I dedicate my life to this? And, and that's what I've done. I've, I've, I've left a very lucrative career um, to pivot into the, into this space. And I want to create something that's on the level of, you know, and I'll say this and people will make fun of me in the, in the comments, but I, I literally want to make something on the same level as, as DC or, or, you know, Marvel or Disney or any of these or Pokemon. Right, like I want to be, I want to be competitive with Pokemon. That's awesome. I think that's great. I mean, like you know, I think you're on your way to it, right? I mean, like listen, like I, I've told this to everybody. I have, you are, I have more people waiting for Nightfall than any other set I've ever carried. Uh, but you know, the only ones that are close were, ironically, Monarch and <laughs> Double Masters. Um, uh, hope your path is a lot more like Double Masters than Monarch. Um, <laughs> it is. Uh, you know, I've never seen demand like this ever. And people always say like, oh, it's, it's a spec, you know, it, it, it's for specs. And I'm like, listen, like Mike has printed more boxes from the first three sets of flesh and blood combined. The problem's not supply. The problem's demand. It's through the, it's through the roof. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm going to tell you guys a figure that, you know, um, has not been verified, but is, speculated to be true let's just say that the demand for nightfall was well over 10 times what supply was oh i'm sure based, no, based, on, based, on, based on orders placed yeah so let me let me i, I got two two last questions here i think uh, so I, I heard the tops drop went pretty well i think i think it sold out didn't it <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the tops it sold fifty thousand boxes in a so they and, like your, we, and their servers caught on fire and the world burned around the entire tops building is my understanding is that basically well, they, right? they, they, well they we crashed their admin servers so they couldn't right. even check if it was sold out so i was talking to our rep there um and i was like so have we sold out and he's like honestly i don't know uh we can't even get our email to work right now um so you know, that that kind of thing is is you know so I, i'm actually i'm speaking to tops again today and we're, we're working on another product and you know, this time it's the idea is that it'll be. I'm pushing for Chrome, right? Um, and you know, let's just say that you know, with MetaZoo, Tops does a lot of really good stuff with established brands really well. And you know, um, so there are there are natural inroads with MetaZoo that connect to those well-established brands. Is there a plan to get Tops Chrome into LGSs, maybe? That is certainly um, they have their distribution networks, and uh, I'm assuming that they do distribute to local game stores. I will say that. <laughs> I can't. I can't speak for Tops, though. Obviously. Oh my gosh! If you can get Chrome and Sapphire, that'd be uh, oh my, a Mothman. So as somebody who's not in sports, I have Sapphire no is a hot set right now. It's just like it is. What is uh, Sapphire? Sapphire, is, and that's baseball cards. That's everything. They they okay. Top, it really works for baseball. They make it work for everything. It's a NASCAR okay. and all that stuff now. Okay. A Mothman pink sapphire card would be 
20 per gillion dollars. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're talking, so we're talking um, Chrome. I'm not sure if it'd be Chrome Sapphire or whatever, um, but I could push for that if you, if you think that's worthwhile. You might Chrome good Chrome is a great safe place to start because yeah. everybody carries it and everybody loves it and it's an accessible price point. Okay, so yeah, like it, it's the what I view it as is it's the it's the floor of their premium products, right? Yeah. So you know, and again, I want I want this. I, I really want the tops boxes to be accessible um, while still premium. So I think Chrome for me is like awesome. Um, I, I signed by the way two days ago. Um, yeah. The not two days ago, I think it was Friday. Friday morning, I signed the the ten uh, Michael Tops cards that are numbered uh, that will be put into the Chrome's boxes that sold out. So yeah. there are ten of them out there. Uh, into, my box, the right? box. Into, into my box, right? Into my box, right? Yeah. Um, they're all they're all going to George's. Uh, or sorry. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Please send them to George. George doesn't the need anymore. <laughs> just send just send George like you know a thousand boxes and say all right, yeah. they're in the, they're in ten of these. Um, yeah, there you go. George right. opens all of them. All of them. Yeah, all there them. are none of them. Um, so <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, so, really funny. I'm so excited about tops. Like you know, I grew up with yeah. with uh, tops Pokemon and and. It was, it, was, it was a thing that now, nowadays, like people slept on it, and because right. the the sports cards have exploded, uh, and people are opening up this old Pokemon product, it was like, so when when they basically picked up the phone, it was like a dream <clears throat> for me. Now I know that you know a lot of people didn't get the boxes that they wanted, but like the idea is that this is a, a very very long term relationship with them, so sure. there'll, be, there'll be plenty of opportunities. Well. You know, and they're looking for a new IP, I'm sure. And they're, yeah. you know, they're losing baseball, obviously, in 2024, 2025 is like what the news reports have mentioned. Um, so they'll have printing time, hopefully. And, you know, yeah. that's something that's in short supply right now. Certainly. Certainly in short supply. That's awesome. Like, I think Tops is a great partner. Um, I'm awesome. all, like, I think Tops is amazing. As funny as it is to say this, I actually think MetaZoo just demolishing their servers is a positive thing. Oh, sure. Is it, I mean, to them, they're like, wow, an egregious demand wow. for this. Like, it's proof of concept. Exactly. It's validating oh. that, yeah, we need to continue to do this and build this relationship. Well, originally they were like, we should do 3,000 boxes. I said, <laughs> guys, if we do 3,000 boxes, people will find my house and they will burn it down. People will riot. They will riot. I, I, yeah. it'll, it'll be, it'll be, they'll, they'll say for scarcity, all that kind of stuff. And so they bumped it up to um to fifty thousand, which is you know and then you know they're like hey look if the, we have this 14 to 15 days to sell out if it doesn't you know we'll, we'll we'll look into you know distribution yada yada right and i was like okay um and then um you know so it, about the, five seconds yeah um so you know it is the MetaZoo um, fans are, are, they just want anything that's MetaZoo right now. And, and so mm -hmm. um, it, it's, it, it, and I think that they feel the same way about the Topps collab that I do. Right. So mm -hmm. um, a lot of them view, you know, that collab as a start of something that will allow them to do with MetaZoo, what they did with Pokemon. And people just love that right now. Right. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I think, you know, and also like, there's ways you can grow with tops, right? They yeah. do have, they have Bowman, they have, which is where the Sapphire is. They have all these other brands that bring in different <clears> audiences. <throat> um, oh, there's also collaborations, right? I mean, there's, right. you know, they right. have a bunch of race car um, sets already. Like, there's ways to integrate MetaZoo into their product line and to integrate their other products into yours. And I think that's really exciting to see. And, and you know what? From what I've seen, I think that there's professional athletes from I think six or seven um, different sports that really like MetaZoo um, and they all happen oh, to no. yeah so anyways um, <laughs> you know, the, the potential is definitely there and I'm excited to see where we bring it I mean there's a Michael Jordan in the Facebook group I'm just saying <laughs> if you, not the if, same guy just don't be LeBron James I have one request <laughs> It might not be the same guy, but we've never seen those two guys interacting with each other on Facebook. So, That's you know, just things could get a little messy. You never know. That's true. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. I, I, yeah. Keep asking me questions. I'm here and I'm loving this. So, um, no. you guys have yeah. for as long as you need. I appreciate it. Um, is there, do you, do you, what product do you think will be the first into the big box stores? Do you have any idea into that? Um, we're working on an, an exclusive blister pack. Oh, oh cool. <laughs> so I thought, so would, would the top product not be into big box? Oh, you know, that actually might be, I'm not sure. Um, it, I'm sure really Holdings, which is tops number one distributor by a mile. Yeah. So that's a good question. I don't have any insight into that. We're, okay. we're working with another party on that. Okay. Um, but awesome. the idea, the idea would be, um, our play into the big box is definitely being facilitated via our pin partners. Uh, so pin mm -hmm. club and stuff like they're, they're being a massive uh, boon to kind of our efforts to get into big box. Uh, cool. Fantastic, fantastic partners, by the way. Um, yeah. Seems like a really nice quality product too, just based on at least the images. Oh my gosh. It's so like they, you know, they do all the pins for Disney. And mm. um, so like, it's just, the highest quality that you can imagine. And then also, you know, Disney's, um, they go to the warehouses and they make sure everything's up to code and, and all this other kind of stuff. So like, it's, it's not only high quality, it's also as ethical as it, as it possibly can be. Right. That's, so that's also a really awesome thing. The benefit from working with some of those companies that are, uh, you know, high tier and, and have their have stuff to kind of cover their butts a little bit. Yeah, oh, for sure. For sure. Other, we, we could have gone with our own, you know, like, you know, Chinese pin or whatever, yeah. you know, yeah. but for, for me, like I said, you know, and, and George will talk about this later, but like, it's super important for me to, to collaborate with people who um, are established in the industry that they're, you know, part of. So well, if you want to be best in the business, you got to have everything best in the business, right? Like you, yeah. if you have a bad product, that will be what people remember. Yeah. yeah. But it's not even that, like. If, if you, you know, so other TCGs, they have moved to doing everything in-house. Mm -hmm. um, if I could do things, you know, more cheaply, um, if I could do them entirely in-house or I had the option of, of collaborating with, uh, you know, Pin Club and making less money, but ultimately having a better product with more reach and, and yeah, right. establishing that as, a, as like a long-term partner, you know, you, Every time I'm going to take the partner for sure. For sure. I want to make sure we understand this right. Like, let me let's use Pin Club as an example. 
would you say the goal is more to get pins into the hands of MetaZoo fans or get pin fans into MetaZoo? Both. Okay. Because um, the MetaZoo fans, the MetaZoo fans, like the true fans, are gonna they're gonna buy across the product verticals. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, they have everything. <laughs> but, it's true, actually. I mean, it's so true. It's so bad. But, but until that bridge is made, um, you know, the huge, you know, Disney pin collectors, and there are, are, are a lot of them, um, they're not going to take that leap into MetaZoo unless there's something that they that can that can translate MetaZoo into language that they that they understand, and that's mm. going to be their collectible of choice. Yeah. And so, you know. They're going to see that Pin Club is selling, uh, you know, MetaZoo product, and they're they traditionally bought, you know, uh, Demon Slayer or Bleach or Naruto pins from them in the anime sector. Um, but then they're going to be like, "What's this MetaZoo thing?" I've heard my friend talk about it. Like, "Oh, there are right. pins of this now." Like, let me look earnestly into this. And then, of course, all the pins come with cards, and and so that's an introduction to our core part of the brand. Mm-hmm. And then it's 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 very easy for them to. It, it's almost like each of these collaborations is like a, it's like creating a Rosetta stone for those different collectible universes. That's cool. Would, would you say that the different verticals that you're looking at pursuing and you keep talking about a bridge. So those are kind of building a bridge. Is that to support or navigate users towards, I say users, sorry, I work in product world, uh, collectors and individuals who like MetaZoo. Is that just kind of to orient them towards MetaZoo, the IP, or is it to orient them towards kind of y'all's core product, which is the TCG or the collectible card game? Like, all what that, is that bridge that, right? kind of navigating towards? All that, right? So you might have MetaZoo fans who love, love MetaZoo, who <clears throat> were originally pin collectors, um, and they've been introduced to MetaZoo, and, and they pick up everything, right? But you also yeah. might have those that they like, I love the MetaZoo IP, but I don't like cards, or I don't like plushies, I just like pins. But guess what? Right. That's totally cool too, because we have those too. Um, and, and so the idea is not to sell everything is not to sell everyone on everything. It's to sell sure. everyone on what they love. And, and right. we just have to touch as many things as possible in order to do that. Something I've come to appreciate about MetaZoo is the way it lets you express yourself through your product yeah. lines. Yeah. And that's yeah. something that I wish more CCGs did. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I loved wearing my MetaZoo backpack to get on you know, around town. Like I, I'll, I'll be bringing with me to national. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think it's, I really want to go to nationals just to see you. Somebody, somebody, in, uh, somebody in the flesh and blood wall street chat was actually talking about the artwork and how, uh, originally they were like, um, skeptical about the artwork in MetaZoo as a, a lot of people in the flesh and blood world started out with or whatever. Uh, and they said, but now I've started to realize that Mike was actually ahead of the game as yep. like all these uh, famous artists and famous like uh, musicians are starting to release product lines that like look a lot like the yeah. style of MetaZoo and like that, that you were kind of ahead of the game, which is pretty cool. I have, I have people in the NFT space reaching out to MetaZoo to make our, their cards for them. That's awesome. I, let's that's go. Awesome. I can't wait. I can't wait. You tell me you're going to work on some punks. Just saying. <laughs> well, you know, for me, it, it is is. <laughs> I, I can't handle this combo, I, dude. <laughs> MetaZoo, like where the lore makes sense, will collaborate with these, these, sure. these other things. Like I view the MetaZoo universe as being, like I said, extensive in its properties, not just the core IP, but things that branch off of it. But like, there's no real connection for like 
CryptoPunks to MetaZoo, right? Sure. Um, and sure. so, well, not yet, but you can make it work. <laughs> in, in the, last, the only connection really is, is doing they're both meta. And the last thing they're that both I want to do, and that's it. Is, is the last thing that I want to do is 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 facilitate the creation of competitors for MetaZoo, right? Sure. So you know, I'll, I'll I'll take those conversations, I'll pick their brains, but for the most part, unless it makes sense from a lore perspective and like the universes connect in a way that makes sense to our fans. Like I'm not going to create competitors in, in the TCG space. <laughs> like right. it doesn't make sense in that in that in that regard. Um, but there are right. conversations to have. Going back to the TCG space, I had a guy reach out to me who uh, who played. I think he, I can't remember if he won or he played in one of the events that was at um, in I think it was in New York, right? The uh, at Collecticon New York. New York City Con, yeah. Um, Con. And. It was cool. He showed me. I, I remember. I think he got a trophy and you know the play mat and all that stuff. Um, last time we talked, we talked a little bit about organized play and yeah. you know, supporting the LGS. I'm curious. Uh, has there any, been any headroom made on that front? And what are your current thoughts and verticals on the LGS and supporting like in store play? So we have a kit that is going to be releasing in November. Uh, oh wow! Um, and we've actually put aside allocation of theme decks um, that aren't shrink wrapped, um, but, but they still have their security seals on them. Um, and so we have about 14,000 of those that we're going to be putting into kits um, nice. and, and selling at a massive, massive, massive discount, pretty much at cost uh, to local game stores so awesome. that they can do organized play without really having to worry about the secondary market itch. Um, that's which awesome. is which is which is fine for everything else, but at the end of the day, like you know, sh- short of like opening the product for them, <laughs> you know, we don't we don't want to make it too easy for them to to backdoor these products. Right? We we want them to ha- to get the kits and to and to do so you know a tournament with them. Basically, we are go ahead. Yeah, sorry, go on. Sorry, George. Something that Fab has done very well is with these kits, and they basically say if I catch you selling them. It's kind of like what you do if you see me selling over retail. You say I'm going to break into your house and shoot you. Um, and that's, you know, the threat is real. And, like, that is what Fab does with their OP kit. So, like, if I see you selling a part of your OP kit, you're cut off. Correct. George, I, I, don't, I don't have to break in. I have a key, remember? That's but, true. Um, that's true. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. But, but, but the, the other He's thing like, that oh, no. is um, we're, we have a – an app slash website that we're going to be releasing where you can train a metazoologist at your store. Oh, cool. Um, and then you can submit results from what we're calling sanctioned play. Um, nice. And that'll go into a world ranking system where players will be ranked. Um, you can only earn a certain number of points um, at the local game store level before you have to go to, uh, you know, higher level sanctioned tournaments. Right. So we're starting to to make what I would call like we're starting to make headway in that space, um, but at, until we have more <laughs> sounds stupid, but until we have more cards like in the hands of players, um, it's just not going to be possible. So we're really waiting and banking on unlimited coming in December and January before we make a huge huge organized play push, um, yeah. which you know because it's kind of like. You know, there, there's a certain optics issue associated with like, hey, like we're making a huge organized play push when like cards are too expensive. 
So, right. um, you know, we want to make the right cards affordable. And when I say right cards affordable, you know, I, I, there's a lot of depth to that statement, but, you know, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And it's cool to give, you know, I think your theme deck thing, like a store could then throw an event that's, hey, theme deck only, and we have theme decks for people who can't afford yeah, them. And, like, and you can. And we'll, pr- and yeah. we'll hold, a lot of stores will do this now. We'll hold back, let's say, 36 boxes. And I'll be like, okay, yeah. th- if you participate, you can do your theme deck, plus you get a free pack, and you can work it into your deck any way you want. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. And, and, and by the way, for us. part of that app website will be once you submit um scores and it'll also have like you have to submit like photos of the event so on and so forth you get on the um nice list which is again the list that we hand to distributors and say hey these stores are dope um you know be nicer to them from an allocation perspective um because again you have a sorry go ahead no, no please go ahead you have a not your nice list. Well, I'm calling it a nice list by proxy <laughs> because of the, of the creation of a spectrum. It's also a naughty list, but um, right. You know, we're, we're, we are asking people to submit feedback on stores that are doing things properly. Um, wink, wink. Right. So um, the constant feedback is necessary to improve. We're not saying that we have a perfect system, but hopefully we can create a perfect um, self-correcting mechanism, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. And I know we got to leave here in a second, but like, I'll just say that like, you know, at MSRP, which is what you ask us to sell at, it is the highest margin box in my store. Yep. Yep. It is the and highest margin selling. box in my store. And, and the fastest selling. Like, I'll sell, I'm gonna, like, I can't even put a box on my site right now. Yep. A bot will just snap it. I mean, I'm going to get my boxes. Like, I'm going to my boxes on Friday or Monday. I'll be sold out by Friday I or Monday. I tried. Um, and like, if, if people are charging two times MSRP or whatever, it's just greed, right? Because like, it is the highest margin box by a mile in my store. Yeah. Um, yep. So it's not ne- it's not necessary to charge over retail. You know, if you know, like the problem with like some of these Pokemon products is the MSRP. They don't really want you to charge that because there's no margin if you charge yeah, yeah. MSRP when you pay what the distributor charges you. That's not the case with MetaZoo. That's not the case. You know with why? Do you why? know why? It's because I charge the distributors very very little. My mm. mar- margins on my end are very small, so that it's still. So that the distributors don't have to charge a lot to the local game stores, and the local game stores have good margin with the MSRP. That's probably one of the benefits from having so many different revenue streams exactly. with the different products too. Where you interesting. <laughs> so that's my, it. That was my immediate thought too, Louis. I was like, oh, that's where the benefit of multiple verticals come in. My and favorite argument of all by MetaZoo <laughs> is that this is a pump <laughs> and dump by Mike, and I'm like, I'm not sure he could do. A worse job of a pump and dump. <laughs> pump and dump. <laughs> humanly tried. Well, uh, like, I yeah. suspect there is a non-zero chance I will make more off of MetaZoo than you than off of Nightfall than you will, Mike. I'll be honest with you. If like my rough back of the napkin math is like possibly correct. Well, um, yeah, it, it is. It is um, good that we have other revenue streams. I'll say that. Yes, I mean, like, it but here's sense. the thing: if I wanted, if I wanted to pump and dump, Nightfall yep. would have been the step for that. I could have sold direct to consumer all fifty thousand boxes, and I would have made millions of dollars. Yep. And that's all I need from a pump and dump. Um, in fact, doing it via the distributors 
constitutes a massive risk because it <laughs> there's no guarantee that the set would would you know actually endure or or promote longevity in the overall brand so it's possible that i could have released nightfall the fans would have hated it thank god they they love it um and i would have been left with um you know a beggar's right. cup as i would have come out of this basically making no money i'm still staying at i'm staying at a, a roof a red rooftop in and like I'm, I'm there's literally a cigarette vending machine outside of my door right like uh, <laughs> that's where I stay. That's fine, Mike. Don't let them bring you down. That's where I stay when I travel to. It's all good. You know, but I guess my point is, is, is like, you know, for me, I'm really in, in this for the long term, right. And, and I think you my policy show amazing. that. Yep. There are easier ways to make money than, than doing this. I'll say that. And the haters yeah. are always gonna hate. Oh, I'm sure I'm going to be torn apart in the, in the comment section, even saying this right uh, now, torn apart. I doubt it. People are going to be great. They might give you crap for saying you're a red roof man. Yeah, George is going to jump on his alternative account and just like rip me a new one. (laughs) Right. That actually makes a lot of sense. He's been the. Is that Jorge? Is that who that is? (laughs) Louis has seen my tech prowess. Yeah. He he doesn't know how to make an account. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, wait, wait, you're allowed to have multiple emails? They're not like social security numbers? He's not even that old. Emails. That's the issue. You're not old. Yeah. You're just yeah, not tech old. literate. He looks old. He's That's not... the issue. <laughs> was that payback for earlier? That's yeah, true. when he basically called me poor. He was like, <laughs> look, mean, at that, look at that shack you live in, Louis. It's much more than like you live in a house without roads. I don't know how it's going to describe this to you. You're like, I mean, at least it's afloat now. Amazon can't find your house. And you're yelling right. at me. It ain't my fault, boss. Let's wrap this up. Mike, thank you so much for being on Go, the podcast folks. and uh and and the Meta Zoo one hour and eleven minute. Um and uh There's no dude, way we're doing a full no full podcast. It was awesome, man. Thank you for being here. We appreciate the transparency and the honesty and the ability to <clears throat> ask you some conversations and ask you some questions of things that we uh we discuss and man, oh, congratulations you. on uh Congrats. the design of the set and yep. the release of it and uh the next couple of weeks. I know people get in the product and just congratulations, man. Make sure you take some time to enjoy it. And uh, uh, for sure. we already started working on wilderness, but yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I saw your play testing awesome. already. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, so we've been play testing for a few weeks now. Um, we, we started the art technically yesterday. So, it's a new artist too, right? Oh yeah. So we have a new artist, um, who is, was actually, uh, her claim to fame was doing alternative or extended arts on Pokemon cards. Um, and like cool. fortune like wrote articles on her because of of like a really popular uh, <laughs> artist so um, mike can't or not mike uh george can't handle it it's, <laughs> i've been i've been loving just seeing y'all's reactions this entire time it's it's been really good um so listen, thank you guys so much for the opportunity to talk let's do it again for wilderness yeah, Does it? yeah absolutely. all right mike may the do be with you mike all how right. do we end how do we end videos on the channel um you ooh. so usually um you guys insult each other right <laughs> <laughs> we always end with may the zoo be with you oh, That's the the yeah, yeah okay yeah, yeah may the zoo be with you mike yeah also with you there you um, go you got it thank you so much we appreciate you coming on seriously appreciate you mike so right Thank you.